My name is Will Spencer, and you're listening to the Renaissance of Men podcast, a place for extended, in-depth discussions about the rebirth of virtuous masculinity happening around the world today, as well as some other topics. My guest this week is one of my favorite comedy creators, with a reminder to not take it all so seriously. I don't know much about him but his name, his accent, and his point of view. How much more do you need, really? Please welcome from YouTube, Cool Hand James. This is a time of transformation. As old ways fall, men are called to rise, to heal our lives, grow strong, and transcend our limitations. In tribes around the world, drawing on the best of masculinity from all of time, a new day is beginning. This is the Renaissance of Men. You are the Renaissance. How many of your interactions are mediated? What I mean by that is, how much time do you spend outside interacting with people face-to-face versus how much time do you spend on the internet? Our interaction right now, this is mediated. We're not actually talking, and I'm not talking to you. In fact, I'm sitting here at my desk in my apartment on a rather nice evening speaking into a microphone. But it feels really personal, doesn't it? Like we know each other, or at least that you know me a bit better than I know you? This is the magic of mass media, to create the illusion of human connection where none exists. This illusion is created by many factors. First, you can't see the many other people listening to this podcast. If we were in a theater, you'd see that you're part of an audience. But you can't see them, so it feels personal. Second, the volume. Again, if I were on stage, you'd hear the amplified sound and the echo in the room and know subconsciously that I wasn't speaking to you directly. But with microphones and sound mixing, I can make it sound almost like I'm sitting in the room next to you. These two factors trick the brain into personalizing an impersonal experience, something that isn't just new, but very new, as in decades new, as in 1950s and 60s new, the first time mass media became personalized via televisions in the home and especially radios in the car. I could do an entire podcast episode on this subject alone, but consider just how powerful it was that in the 1950s and 60s, as baby boomers came of age, they were the first people to ever be able to enjoy mass media like music and moving pictures in privacy. That's how new it is. We take it for granted now, but as far as human history is concerned, it just happened yesterday, and our brains haven't quite caught up. So as 2020 hit and we all shifted definitively indoors on our variety of different screens, mass media became even more personalized. And to help us make sense of the swirling reality, we turn to these people called influencers. Now again, the illusion of mass media is to create the feeling of a personal connection where none exists. So the influencers we all listen to, including me, participate in that dynamic, some consciously but most will not be as obvious to state it outright. Why? Because the illusion is profitable. If you like me and trust me and I learn how to manipulate your emotions, I can turn that into money. In modern parlance, this is called grifting, the skillful manipulation of emotions by influencers 
for profit, and some people are excellent at it. This is not the same thing as making money online. Delivering real value in digital or physical products is very different. Grifting is when you stir up people's emotions, usually to sympathy, guilt, or outrage, and skim the profits off the top. It's not new, but it's widespread, and it's very, very lucrative. I first noticed this in the Manosphere slash Red Pill world, where influencers inject poisonous outrage into their largely male audiences and then sell them something on the back half. Or they accept YouTube streaming super chats from their agitated listeners. Once you see this happening, you'll never look at celebrity influencers on the left or the right the same way again. Which brings me to my guest this week. I only know him by his creative name, Cool Hand James, and he's a YouTube content creator that I've been enjoying for a while, the most entertaining one I regularly follow. He has a bloodhound sense for grifters and a laser-sharp targeting system for their scams, plus a gravelly voice, a thick British accent, deadpan delivery, and a devil-may-care attitude for calling out creatures of the online ecosystem that monetize attention through manipulation. Now, here's the thing. I expected to have a brief, comedic conversation with James, assuming that's his name, and share a few laughs and maybe a couple barbs at a few characters we both dislike. But we actually ended up in a more than three-hour thoughtful conversation about the realities of these online ecosystems we participate in. Yes, I laughed. A lot. But James also got me thinking about how easy it is to take people seriously online who shouldn't be taken seriously at all, not even a little bit, because real life is out there and maybe we all could use a bit more of it. In our conversation, James and I discussed his background and how he became a comedic commentator, the definition of grifting, how it works, and some examples like Tim Poole, Jack Murphy, Brian Williams, Matt Walsh, and others, the differences between American and UK politics, Ukraine, Germany, and the EU, why he's a fan of trans women and not the 19th Amendment, and finally the story of how he got banned from YouTube for cyberbullying the President of the United States, Joe Biden. If you enjoy the Renaissance of Men podcast, thank you. If you listened to my Will's Notes episode last week, you'll know that my downloads increased 50% in the month of March, which is amazing, and it's all because of you. Please continue to leave those five-star ratings on Spotify and five-star ratings and reviews on Apple and share these episodes with friends. The Renaissance of Men podcast is sponsored by Reformation Coffee makers of fine hand-roasted beans by a pastor in Springfield, Missouri. Visit ReformationCoffee.com and enter the code SUBFREE to get one free bag of coffee with your monthly subscription. Once again, visit ReformationCoffee.com and enter the code SUBFREE to get one free bag of coffee with your monthly subscription. Finally, on Saturday, April 15th from 3 to 6 p.m. here in Phoenix, Arizona, Annalise from Feminine Not Feminist and I will be hosting a meet-and-greet and live podcast recording in Chandler. We'll be talking about Christian dating, the R-word idol, motherhood, and Annalise is reading Alison Armstrong's The Queen's Code, so we'll be talking about that as well. Keep listening to find out more or visit rentofmen.com slash meetup to buy tickets, which we're selling to offset the cost of the venue rental. Quick word of warning, the following conversation contains plenty of adult language and frank discussions of hot-button political issues, plus a lot of James's unique brand of satire. So this might not be one to share with the kids, and try not to take it all so seriously. And please welcome this week's guest on the Renaissance of Men podcast, from the UK, via YouTube, flippers and all, Cool Hand James. 
Hey, James, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Hey, how are you doing? No problem. I got to say, I've, I've really been looking forward to this because YouTube has changed a lot over the past few years. Mm. And there are just a small number of channels that I really, really enjoy. And yours is absolutely one of them. So I think I started following you when, when you maybe had like under a thousand subscribers. And I've watched the whole, ah, cool. the whole, yeah, the whole saga of uh, Cool Hand James has grown and become the number one cyber bully of Joe Biden and all of that. And, and his yes. triumphant, return, <laughs> <laughs> triumphant return. So I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> I am. YouTube has named me the number one cyberbully. No, no one else has ever been thrown off the platform for cyberbullying Joe Biden, the president of America. <laughs> well, let's before we get into that, I'm just kind of curious. I, like I know that I know that you're anonymous because you live in Britain, and it's important that you protect yeah. your identity. But um, I wonder if you could just say like whatever you're comfortable saying about yourself. I have the story that maybe like you're a stand-up comedian, or maybe you're like a bricklayer or something like that with a good sense of humor. I, I don't know, but. I don't know if you're, there's anything you're willing to say about yourself other than cyberbully, you know, uh, Joe Biden fan and all of that. No, not really. Well, to me, I used to run pubs. So like pre-lockdowns, I used to run, run pubs and whatnot. So, and then I started making videos because I got really bored during lockdown <laughs> because they took my businesses <laughs> businesses off me. Oh, man. I had nothing to do. So I just started making videos because uh, I found it, well, I was bored and it seemed to be quite fun. And I liked the response to them. And then it started growing a bit. And then, well, I just thought I'd carry, carry it on, to be honest. But there's not much about me. That, that was my background. I spent my entire life in the pub trade until, um, obviously, the coup. The, you have this delivery and your voice and everything that just comes across as like, oh, clearly this guy's been doing it forever. But also I had this sense that maybe it was just something you started kicking around and started having fun with. So I guess that's interesting. That I guess I picked up on that somehow. Yeah, well, the whole, the whole running pubs and stuff, you have to be very loud. Oh, like, okay. And like, to explain to drunk people to stop doing things. Um, and most of the time, it is just laughing around and joking. So I think that, that translated well into um, making videos. You just like you just sat down with laptop and some editing software and just went after it. Yeah, because I've, I've always thought I wanted to make a video, like a YouTube video, but I've never actually, I spent years thinking about doing it, but obviously I was busy and then, we all had that moment in life where it was like, well, I have absolutely nothing to do and I'm not allowed to leave the house. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I'm going to do it now. You've never done stand-up comedy or anything like that? No, nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, I, think you, I think you have a gift for comedic delivery. Yeah, well, I don't know if I could do it live, to be honest. I mean, well, it might, might, it's never really appealed to me. I just like making the videos. The videos are fun to me, making it. Like putting them together, and then like while you're while you're like making them, like there's two stages. You record, make the script, and then you record it, and then you make um, the video part of it. And it's finding the memes that fit to fit the the jokes that I like the most. Do you have to stop yourself because you're laughing? Yes, sometimes. Yeah, which is quite arrogant, but they they do. <laughs> I do. I do make myself laugh every now and again. <laughs> You're so deadpan about the whole thing in, in your own yeah. way, right? <laughs> and we're all like that over in America, in England. <laughs> like that's true. Sarcasm is the main main um, cause of comedy around here. Yeah, that's true. But you just take down. You you have this perspective. I know that most of your commentary is about American politics, and you have this. You have this. You're, pers- you're the funniest people. We're really boring. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. I can maybe disagree with you on that. But why do you? Why do you think we're the? Fun- I might agree that maybe we're the funniest people, actually. But why do you think you're also flamboyant and like just so loud and brash? And it's like over here, like our politicians don't do shit. They just sit there going, 
Hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Hmm. <laughs> Is that not and funny? So, no, it's so boring. And <laughs> they just sit there going, no, maybe we should do this. And you're like, yes, I agree. And like, there's no, uh, like the opposition party is called the opposition, but they don't really oppose the party in, in charge. They sort of just go, hmm, I agree. And you're like, but I would maybe do it differently, slightly differently like this. And you're like, well, this is boring. This is why nothing gets done in this country. Mm. Whereas you lot over here is like, no, you're a racist and you should all be killed. And they're like, no, no, you're all gay and you should be killed. <laughs> it's like, it, it creates an amazing, like, but an outsider looking in, it's it's insane. Like, how, why why did they behave like this? Like, <laughs> but it's great for me to watch and comment on. <laughs> it's better than sports. Yeah, it's a lot better than sports. <laughs> well, we have we have Trump, you know, and and there's a there's a way in which he just elevates the whole whole time. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't I don't remember it being quite like this until he turned up. Yes, I, but but he just started walking around calling all the women fat, and then just it just spiraled from there. It just makes. And then he's, go ahead. And then when he said lock him up for Hillary Clinton, that really bit him in the ass now because now they want to lock him up. But not because of that. No, I think it does stem from that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Finally, they will show you, right? Yeah, I think it does. Because there, 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 were, there were people outside the courthouse like chanting, lock him up, lock him up, weren't they? It's sort of like, oh, look, we've epically pwned you, Trump. <laughs> we'll, sh- like, we'll show you. Yeah, we've waited. <laughs> we've waited 10 years for this. And you're like, oh, good God. And that's another thing that fascinates me. Like American, like like you treat politics like a religion, <laughs> and it's yeah. like like here in we hate all the politicians. It's like you can be a left wing person and a right wing person here, but we all the universal thing is we hate all the politicians. We know they're terrible people and they're all lying to us. Every single person in this country knows a hundred percent of the time when a politician speaks, they're lying. Doesn't matter. No one supports anybody. And it's like, but over there, you're like, oh, AOC, she doesn't even know how money works, but she's my queen. And it's <laughs> like, and then you've got like, it is genuinely a religion over in America. I think you're right. I think tragically, I, I think you're right. I think that people do displace their religious longings onto the savior of their particular political yeah. party. And they're like, they're just people. And they're also, a lot of the time, really stupid. <laughs> Like quite obviously stupid, but they're like, "Oh no, he says the things that I like," and it's like, "So <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I reckon he's God," and you're like, "Well, I don't know about that, buddy." It's like there are memes going around that that compare uh, Trump and Jesus. There has been a lot of that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the the level of support he has is just like weird. It's so like, do you remember Parler? Oh yeah, social yeah, yeah. media. Yeah, when he went on there, and it was it was basically just worshiping Trump, like literally worshiping him. And it's like this is odd. I mean, I like Trump as much as the next guy, but he's not Jesus, or he's not anything like this. Yeah, the savior the guy. We, we do actually get very easily. We get into the savior mentality of, mm. of with our politicians on on either side. Yeah, I know it's really odd, but you guys. That's have- why I like looking at it. But you have the royals, though. Like, what's going on with that? Like, we look. Well, that's that's the thing. We have that. So, like, the (laughs) the the people who are like really into something and need something to look cling on to, they're all into the royals. Like, that's lessening to like this. Like, maybe fifty fifty split. Mike, I don't really give a shit about the royals. It's like, like, I mean, they're kind of cool tourism wise, and I kind of like the events they put on because the whole world watches and is going, ooh, ah, and it's like. They, can't, they are. We do know how to put on a good show. Yeah. 
But they they take away the zealots uh, like like from politics because the, all those people either put all their efforts into hating the royal family or loving the royal family. And then with the politicians, it's like, no, they're all liars. The rest of us, everybody just knows that as a fact. Oh, interesting. So everyone knows that all the politicians are liars, but they, they them, project yeah. their they project their savior longing onto the onto the yeah, royals. Some people, yeah, because like in ter- because that would be like because in reality they we are still classed as their subjects. So they they can legit worship them. And, oh. and it's still and it, and it's sort of and it's real because they are like we are subjects of the queen or the king. Right, is that still weird that we've got a king now? No, no one likes him though. No, that's the thing. You can see, you can see all the royalists are sort of like going, "Well, I have to go along with King Charles," but hmm. like, no would, one actually likes him. Who would they? Pre- who, would, who would they prefer? Because the royals thing, the queen. They, they, <laughs> they probably she wasn't dead. Like, well, she's 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 dead. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like nobody likes her son because he's a weirdo. Oh, that's true. Who comes after him? Is it is it going to be uh, William? William? Okay. Yeah. So they all count. He's kind of cool. He, he he like got a fit. He got a hot hot what chick to be his wife. So he kind of <laughs> respects him. See, this is this is a thing. We have all this drama with all this right wing versus left wing like political parties and celebrity drama is like a thing. But like what what's going on with the royals? The scale of celebrity drama in the UK? I don't know that we can really understand it over here. I mean, we have like uh, Will Smith. You, you do have like you, there's a lot of people in America who love the royal family. I know, like they really like her. No, you like them. Like they really like Princess Diana as well, even though she's been dead for nearly twenty years, oh, like, a long well, time, twenty-five years. It's like a whole, they're still yeah. doing like TV movies and stuff about her. Yeah, like people abroad really like the royal family. That's why I said it's good for tourism because, like, if you go to London and you go to Buckingham Palace or you go to any of the royal hotspots, it's just all Japanese people. In this hundred percent Japanese people—they're obsessed, and Chinese people, but like they're obsessed. You can't move because they're just all stood there taking photographs of Buckingham Palace for miles, for miles around. Man, like I—I've I, been to the UK, I've been to London, I've been to Buckingham right. Palace. I actually, yeah, actually, I was there. That was my first day traveling overseas. This was in two thousand four, and I, I had uh, gotten an overnight flight. And first thing in the morning, I dropped my bags off at a hostel and I just went wandering around and somehow I found my way to Buckingham Palace and that long boulevard that I guess goes down to, I don't know what goes into parliament or something like that way down at the other end. Yeah, yeah. And there was a, there was a huge parade, a huge yeah. parade with like, with the, with the horses, with horses and chariots and everything. I was like, what is going on? Apparently there was something for like the UN, some, some country. It was like their yeah, day, yeah. their day of being inaugurated into the United Nations or or, or the EU or something like that. So my very first day traveling overseas, I actually did get to see the queen inside one of her limousines, which was pretty cool. It is cool. Like, 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 when you see all that pageantry, it's kind of cool. It does sort of make you half proud to be English because you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Nobody else does that. No, no, we don't. We, we have, our, we have our, our politicians drive around in armored cars with uh, bodyguards with fake arms and guns hiding underneath their, their overcoats. Yeah, I know. It's weird. And Joe Biden drives around in 20... 20- 20 car motorcades and then to go speak for five minutes about climate change. (laughs) (laughs) So as you're watching this, as you're watching this overseas, so 2020 happens and um, your, your businesses get taken from you or get shut down during, during Mm. the coup. And, Mm. and you're, you're, you're sitting down to work on maybe your first video. And and as you're kind of narrating the, it's been three years at this point, 2023, the lockdowns happened in 2020. Like what have you seen 
outside watching America during your like content creation journey? What have you seen been happening to us? Like, what's the outside perspective from across the from across the pond? Well, I don't know what's going on in the real world, like in America, <laughs> because like like because what I see at the moment online when I was looking at American politics from an online perspective is the grifting is completely out of control. It's mm. all grifting. It's all, it's like everybody has figured out that like, if you can make people be outraged, you're going to get money. And now everything's just turned super stupid. <laughs> Cause like, like, like you can look at all this, like, and it's a sort of similar online in, um, in similar ways in, in England where they're like, they try and outrage you about immigrants and stuff like that. And it's like, but then you go in the walk around in the real world, nobody gives a shit about any of this. Oh, and okay. And it's like, in the, the real world is totally different. Where like, no one cares. No one talks to you about politics or anything. Sometimes it's like, so, well, they don't in my life anyway. But then you look online and it's like, everybody is just trying to outrage everybody and bait each other. That's what I'm seeing mostly. So you're watching, I mean, I know that you've, you've covered like Tim Pool and Jack Murphy. Yeah, I fucking hate those guys. <laughs> Say more about that. I hate Tim Pool. I just hate him. <laughs> Why do you hate Because He is the worst of all the grifters. He is, he is a midwit. He's retarded, basically. He doesn't know anything about anything he talks about. Yet he talks like, oh, I talk quickly, so I'm smart. He's like constantly talking about, like constant talk about civil war. And if you like, and if you make a video about Tim Pool, you will get a picture of how stupid his fan base is. And they'll be like, Tim is bringing, bringing light to all these, these subjects. And I'm like, no, buddy, he's, he's making you cry. So you give him super chats. And it's like, what do you think he's going to do about it? And it's like, well, he's fighting the culture one. It's like, what is he, gonna, what is he doing? And they're like, well, he's, he's bringing awareness. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, what is he doing? And it's like, how is he solving it? Well, he's bringing awareness to it. And you're like, okay, cool. I am doing that as well. So why aren't you praising me? And it's like, well, he's serious. And he's like, is he? It's like, it's all designed to give you money. And it's like, give him money. And it's like, that's all it is. And it's like, Tim Pool doesn't care about civil war. Tim Pool doesn't care about any of this. Tim Pool lies about being swatted a million times. He's mm. like, oh, I got swatted again. It's like, okay, right? It's like, and I happen to, like, I know enough about American America. It's like, if you get swatted once, you ring the police department up and you say, don't do that again. There will be somebody trolling me. Or I'm a I'm a streamer, and you give them their details. I know all the people on Twitch have done that because they t- there was a spell where they actually had to do that because they were getting swatted. So they explained to all their viewers what they were doing. I know people like Moist Critical and stuff. They've all done it. They've rang their local police department. Yet Tim Pool, coincidentally, he lives in the middle of absolute nowhere. He's been swatted about seventy times, and I'm not even exaggerating. He has been swatted that amount of time. And you're like, mm, okay, buddy. It's like, at what point am I going to stop believing you? See, this is this is this is getting into a little bit of like my my guilty pleasure. So I spend a lot of time listening to uh, you know different religious and theological and social and philosophical content on on YouTube. But from time oh, yeah. but from time to time, I tune into channels like the quartering and like yours yeah. to kind of to kind of get a little view into some just when I need to switch my brain off. So so yeah, I know yeah. I know like I know a little bit about this. I followed some of the Eliza Blue story, for example, and what a what an absolute what an absolute disaster that was. And and based on what I do, like I kind of know what happened with I know what happened with the whole Jack Murphy thing. In fact, he and I had an interaction a while ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was in I was in his um his liminal order group in summer of twenty twenty. Oh. 
just for about three months. And I actually got, <laughs> I actually got kicked out. <laughs> I got kicked Why, out for questioning him. Uh, actually, yeah, because um, <laughs> because it was a it was a it was a group full of full of uh, uh, mostly left or left or center kind of leaning dudes, and I was kind of the dude pointing out to them like, "Hi, by the by the way, uh, you know, Bill Clinton has flown to Epstein Island about twenty or so times. You guys know about that." And they didn't like that, so they took the first opportunity to ki- to kick me out. So I followed that whole situation with a lot of glee, watching that whole uh, yeah, heartfelt burn down kind of situation. What a dumb guy. He'd still be around if he hadn't have done that. If he'd just gone, ha, 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 ha. And just, ha, uh, ha, funny. Uh, yeah, that was a bad time. And like, I'm no longer a cook anymore. Next question. <laughs> That's all he had to do. Rather than go nuts at a woman. Yes. Well, and then, but all that information, all those videos, all that stuff was floating out there about him. Like he, that was just I know. in the clear way with the dude's same face and beard. Like that's the thing that doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you do all that and then think you can go be some sort of influencer about masculinity in particular using the same beard? Like, do you think that's not just going to show up randomly on some day? No, they don't think that. They're really, really, these people are really stupid. Like, really, <laughs> like, remarkably stupid. Like, they don't, it doesn't occur to them. It never, never, never pops into their mind. No, because they think, oh, well, I used a different username there. It's like, I'll never, <laughs> they'll never find it. And you're like, well, okay, good for you. <laughs> like, we'll see about that. Have and you, like, go ahead. And nobody would have found out anyway if they hadn't pissed everybody off. Nobody would, and maybe they would have done, but nobody would have given a shit. That's the thing with the internet. You've got to do something that makes everybody really, really like, right, we're going to get him. And it's like, like you really have to do that to the internet because otherwise you can do whatever you want and nobody, nobody gives a shit. True. You really like he, it was him saying that to Sidney Watson, and he was like, "Oh right, what an asshole! What an absolute asshole! Let's destroy him because that's how the internet works. <laughs> You've got there's got to be a trigger point caused by you. It's the same with Eliza Blue. She got away with it for ages, then she acted like an absolute idiot, like on Tim Pool's Tim Pool's show and on Twitter, like mocking everybody. It's like, okay, now we're gonna show every, the entire world that you're a whore." <laughs> like unlucky, and now she's been banished from the internet. Where, yeah, where did she go? She did. She, uh, she left. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. She said she was going to go marry the love of her life, but that was just a cope. She was like, "No, well, I can't grift anymore. It's gone." <laughs> like, I'm glad that you explained what the word grifter means because I hear that I hear that word a lot, and I think I know what it means. But to me, it kind of means people who are profiting. Off of an organic movement, but I think you use stealing it. money. We'll say more about say more about stealing money because, like, I guess, what, from your perspective, from from the things that you do, like, what does it actually look like when you say grifter? What do you mean by that? I mean, you're stealing money off idiots, <laughs> like people like Andrew Tate, people like 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 Tim Pool. They are they are deliberately deliberately gain, gaining trust and um, worship from. The stupidest people imaginable. Like people, like because I, I have a YouTube channel that isn't that big, but I get a lot of comments. I get a lot of interaction on the videos. And I have to explain to some people that I'm a comedy channel because they're like, well, I don't trust you anymore. It's like you're a source of news for me. And you're like, buddy, you're like, do you have autism? And they're like, yes, I do have autism. And it's like, oh, right. And like, what these people are doing, and I know this, I, and like, I, it's for theory, and I don't know it to be fact. But I think they've figured out a way of targeting autism, autistic people, because autistic people don't understand humor. 
Mm-hmm. It's like they don't they they cannot they cannot correlate all uh, like humor and um, people being serious. So when they see my videos, they take it deadly serious because I'm being sarcastic and I'm actually saying it straight. Mm. And it's like, and I mean, anybody else gets it, but like the, a lot of people do not. They think I'm being factually correct about a lot of stuff that I say. And like, and like they, Andrew Tate especially is doing this and Tim Pool is doing it. He's targeting the dumbest, most terminally online people who think like, oh, we're in the middle of a cold civil war. And you're like, mm, you're not, buddy. You're just watching Tim Pool and, he, and he's just fucking screaming at you in a, into a webcam that you're in the civil war. This is a guy who said Trump was going to win every single state, mm-hmm. by the way. He, he genuinely said that for a long time. Yeah. And they figured out a way of targeting these people by just focusing on the outrage and never letting up. And then like... If you look at some of the super chats on the Tim Pool show, and it's just, it's just people donating because they think it's a cause. It's like they think he, they're giving to a cause that he's 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 like fighting for a cause. And it's like he's an idiot in his studio, just saying civil war, civil war, civil war, woke, 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 just on repeat, it's the same stuff every single time. But he's got them in a loop of outrage. Got it. That's grifting. Got it. Okay, I, I can see that. I can see that now. Yes, because I, I I see that dynamic in so many different ways. Like it's the whole. In many ways, it's the whole online hustles. Like you kind of it's all of it. Okay, yeah. You poke some people, you get them all riled up, and then they send mm. you money. But it didn't used to be quite like this. Now it's like it's gone into absolute overdrive. Yeah, like like the, from all sides. It's like you've got like this the trans outrage. It's like it's like this Matt Walsh. It's like constantly. Like I saw, saw a tweet where he's like, today, where he's like, well, I was doing a talk and I saw this trans person. They asked me a question. And I called them a man. I said they look like a man. And you're like, I'm going to be truthful all the time. And you're like, like that, that's, that's just playing to your audience. But again, why? <laughs> what, what was the point in doing that? Apart from playing to your audience who fuck, just hates trans people. And you're like, okay, I don't understand what, the, what this cause is. And it's like the... the it's just all screaming at things like highlight something somebody doesn't like or is scared of and then just hammer it home over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And never let up because otherwise because otherwise the donations will stop. Got it. Yeah. I think I think you see something really clearly actually. I get it now. I get cuz yeah. I hear that term a lot, but I've never quite known what well, it A lot meant. of people don't know what it means. Yeah. Uh, they they use it completely wrong. How do most people use it? I don't know because I I get called a grifter. Like called what? like people like well, there's a there's other like there's loads of comments on my Tim Pool video. There's a there's at least thirty or forty comments on my saying calling me a grifter. And I was like, buddy, my channel's not monetized. I don't make any money doing this. He's like, what the, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, you are grifting. And you're like, <laughs> you understand? There's got to be an element of money who is grifting. It's like, no, you're a grifter, and you're like, okay, <laughs> whatever. I'm like, like. Like you, you think that, but like a lot of people just call, like say, like especially people like Tim Pool, John Peterson's fans. If you start start saying things bad about them, like oh, he's yeah. just grifting off his name. And you're like, I'm not making any money doing this. I'm just saying I don't like him. And you're like, and but it's, that's the, I think it's just being used like used as an insult at that point. All these people are really dumb. I don't know. It's probably <laughs> latter. It's probably both. No, I mean, I, I think I, this is really helpful for me because when you spend enough time online, that's kind of a phenomenon that you start to see. Like, I'm a content creator, right? Like, I've got 
you know, my podcast and yeah. I've got, con- you know, all the different things that I do. And I've been mm. struggling with, well, how do I, how do I do what I do without getting accusations of grifting? Well, first I have to understand what, what grifting is. And so to me, grifting is like profiting off of an organic movement. Like a whole bunch of people are doing something organic and then you kind of come in at the end and just mm. start siphoning, siphoning off money. That's what grifting has meant to me. But I think... That's, well, that's correct as well. I mean, it's being disingenuous about it as well, which is what all these people are doing. They're not, they're not real. They're not serious. Temple doesn't think you're in a civil war. Right, right. Because he's, I mean, he's, he's a millionaire, so he's not retarded. So, so like he, he knows <laughs> that you're not in a civil war. That's true. So this is this is really this is helpful for me because now I feel, now that you point this out, I feel like if I were to think about it, basically everything is grifting now. Basically everything is grifting because we can't tell what's. I mean, you can go outside and see, but you can't tell what's real and what isn't because everything is so mediated these days. And if you yeah. can, and if you can create this kind of reality where everything is all all trumped up and all and all angry all the time. Then you can profit wildly from engagement and clicks and, and super well, chats yeah, and stuff like that. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's like it's the outrage circle. There's a lot of stupid people who really want to be angry. Yes, they really do want to be angry. That's, it's like they, they they won't stop. And it's like you, you, they, they they it's like you go on Twitter, you make videos on YouTube, and it's just people absolutely seething all the time. And you're like, okay, buddy, it's like, why, why can't you just chill? What does it even matter? And I'm like, wah, 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 wah. And like okay. It's like, I, I'm joking, by the way. And it's like, I don't know whether, whether you are. And just start giving a tirades of like, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. And it's like, okay, you've, you've, you need to move away from the internet for a little, for an, a day. Just walk around in the real world. Now, do you get people who are, who are this anxious to be angry? Do you get that in the UK? I don't know how, if half of these people are from the UK. I know no, the thing is with the U- UK is like it's hard to um, see see whether like people are actually angry because we're kind of deadpan over here. Yeah, and like sarcasm is the main thing. Like people don't really show. That's why that's why I find interesting about Americans. It's like the emotion that the the emotion is just worn on the sleeve constantly. It's like here you don't do that at all. Not even women do that. It's like like everyone's very, very sort of like keeps themselves to themselves. So you don't really know. Even online, the way they way they comment is like very different as well. I was watching one of your videos about I think it was about the UK the UK Prime Minister, the one who was like in for what 40, 44 days or something like oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get angry comments about that? No, everyone just thought that was funny. <laughs> Everyone thought every, the whole country thought I was hilarious because like this is woman, <laughs> like woman immediately fucks it up straight away. You know? <laughs> oh well, she tried to understand money. <laughs> Typical woman. <laughs> like, she set back women like a hundred years to here. <laughs> like now we just like well we tried we tried putting one of you in charge and then you nearly fucked the entire economy because you didn't understand how money worked. See, that's the, that, yeah, and people didn't get all outraged about that. They're like, oh, that's, that is pretty funny. No, no, one, no one gave a shit about that. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was genuinely funny. No one supports that. Uh, that's the thing. No one supports our politicians. We're just looking for their downfall. And when, uh, when something happens to them, it's like, yes, nice one. <laughs> like, no, there's no supporters of these people. <laughs> How do they get elected? There's no one, there's no one like here. Because people, people, know they, people know we have to have put somebody in charge. 
So we do vote for them, but our turnouts are very low, like 50%. And it's like, but we, and we do know you have, we have to have a government so we can get shit done. But nobody actually, we just support, it's like, at least he's not there, that person. And it's like, that's how people get elected. Not because they think, oh yeah, he's great. And it's like, it's because at least he isn't the other guy. And it's like, that's how people end up in power because it's the best of a bad world. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense why you'd be looking at America and you look at a religious sports-like yeah. association with, with politics. and, and That's it, why it's so weird. Yeah, go for it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it now. Yeah, because it's so alien to this country. I, I don't know what it is to any other place, but I know France hates Macron and they don't. And they've never really liked him. He's just the best of the bad bunch. It's like, I don't know. I think, I don't know, I don't know what it's like, what it's like in the other European countries, but it's always been this way. In this country, people just not I mean, not being. Go ahead. Well, we we had Margaret Thatcher in charge for the best part of ten years. I think. Well, maybe I think it was twelve years, and then like everyone hated her. The whole country hated her, but she still managed to get into power every single time. Actually, I I know this was this was a little bit before my time, but I I know the name. I know that she was during the the Reagan era, like the eighties and some of the nineties. I guess like. Yeah, she was probably the most influential politician of the world in the 80s. Okay. Like, in a lot of stuff. So, I mean, she gave Hong Kong back to China. Oh. Like she, and that's why China's the biggest ally in the, in, well, not anymore. But that's why China's sort of gone along with us and has been nice to the entire Western civilization for all that time, for all this time. Because in about 1995 or something, she gave Hong Kong back. To, um, we didn't have to. She just said, "Oh, you have them back. You oh. have it back." And they gave it, and they gave it a hundred year lease before they turned it back into China. But which they've reneging on now. They're about to turn it into China. But that's why they're buddies with us. Is that why? Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. That's not the sort of thing you see circulating online very often. About here's here's Hong Kong. I've been to Hong Kong and. I really enjoyed it there, and I know that there were some some really big protests. That was last year. Yeah, it's still ongoing, yeah. Is it still happening? Yeah, because China is taking it. Yeah. And then, like, the, the protests are getting smaller and smaller as they kill them. <laughs> and, like, it's the Chinese way. <laughs> they're, they're taking it no matter what. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Like, they, can, they can protest all they want. The China is China. Yes, China going to China. Yeah. <laughs> See, these, this is the thing. We're so obsessed in America with our own political football, game of football, that we really have no idea what's going on in the rest of the world unless someone significant dies. Like Queen dies, we hear about that. But short, yeah. short of that, there's not a lot of room for the rest of the world in, our, in any of our media. No, it's very insular country, which is hardly surprising considering it's the size of a continent. Like, and none of you, hardly any of you got passports or anything like that. But we all go to va- on vacation to different parts of the United Kingdom, the United States. I mean, we'd never do that. Like, we, we all go to Spain or somewhere like that. But you actually well. have, but in the UK, you don't actually have a place in, within your country that gets sunshine like Spain does versus if you live in, for example, like uh, well, Mon- that's true. Montana or, or, or Wisconsin yeah. that gets heavy snow, like you can go to Florida, you know, and you don't, you don't actually need a passport to visit another. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's, it's wrong because it is like America is a continent. It's not really a country. It's saying like, it's, it's it's enormous. It's too big to be really called a country. It's enormous, bigger than Europe. It is. It is actually. It takes takes a what six or six or seven hours to fly across the country. Like if you were going from 
Los Angeles yeah. to New York, and that's not even the whole way. Like you could go from Los Angeles yeah. to Maine, and, and you're getting all there, getting all the way there. Yeah, it's absolutely an enormous piece of land. So I, I don't, I don't blame them for being insular because, like, well, I mean, why would you? You've got every single type of weather possible, all the type of type of climates that you could possibly want are already in America, and they all speak English. So what's <laughs> the point in going over to Spain and having to shout English louder so they understand you? <laughs> These are the things that Americans can't understand about Europe, though, right? Like we just don't—we don't understand, like what's going on, like between. That it's not a country. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, Africa is also not a country, but what's going on yeah. between those the Greeks and the Germans, and the Italians and the French? Like, what's wrong with all those people? And we don't—we don't care about them. I literally know nothing that happens in um, in any of those countries because it's never on the news. The same same with their countries. We don't give a shit about them. <laughs> We we actively, I mean, we do know kind of what happens in France because we hate the French, and it's like like because that's the English you were brought up to despise the French, of course, and they are brought up to despise us, and, it's, it's, and we always having arguments about dumb shit about with them. But apart from that, totally separate countries. It's just that's another thing that's on online with twi- Twitter when they start talking about oh Europeans, and you're like, well. I don't know. I don't know. It's like you can't really class us all as that. And they're like, well, yeah, it is kind of like a country. And it's like, well, no, it's, it's not. They're just connected. It's not the fucking same thing. They have nothing to do with they, each other. They have absolutely nothing to do with each other. I mean, if you go to Spain or Italy, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is totally different. It's like, I see why it's not connected at all. But, yeah. Who, who, else, who else is fun to hate in Europe? Because I have my I have my perspectives, you know. Germans, <laughs> no hesitation. No, just never trust them. They're always up to something. <laughs> They're always. What are they up to right now? They're trying to annex Europe through the through the EU. Is that which has oh, failed? Oh, same. I mean, say more. This is the kind of news that doesn't make it over to America because we're so busy about Trump getting arrested, like or or whatever we're whatever yeah. is on the whatever whatever is on the news cycle for the day. We don't hear about Germany trying to take over the UN. But they've been trying to do. You, this is why we left Brexit, and now they've all been seething for <laughs> same amount of time since Trump got elected because that was our Trump. Right? Like we voted, we voted to leave the EU, and they were like, "You can't do that." It's like, "Watch us, motherfuckers! <laughs> we're doing it," <laughs> and we and we've left, and they're like, "Oh well." You're gonna collapse, and like not before you. And now the EU is like really on its nasty knees, and it's we thwarted the Germans again because they thought they were real sneaky, like going, "Oh well, we couldn't couldn't take over Europe by building camps and like taking out and like shooting everybody." Well, let's let's build some cars first, then they'll trust us. Then we'll build good cars, and then we'll bring up this thing called the European Union. And it's like, but we're gonna be in charge of it. For some reason, I don't know. And I, and then we're gonna. They they did it with Italy, and Italy, um, they um, basically annexed Italy because they lent them so much money through the EU to avoid being bankrupt. That Germany took a controlling interest in Italy, a country. They were like, "Well, we own part of you now," and it's like, and they did the same with Greece, and they were like slowly annexing Europe, and then it's, and then we left Europe, and then it's like. Oh shit! We we basically slow we're slowly collapsing the EU by leaving because we we also put a lot of money into that thing. Wow. Okay. So so Brexit was another thing that happened that I don't know that Americans understand very well. Like obviously it happened right along. No. But we were everyone was so focused on Trump, 
And so I guess there was a whole t- period of time where I, re- I, know, I knew that the UK voted for Brexit, and then they voted again, and both times passed. No, we didn't vote again. No, no. Wasn't there, a second, wasn't there a second referendum? No. no, okay. No, never was. We had a referendum, which we won. <laughs> and then the left in this country said, oh, we're, we need a people's vote. And you're like, well, we've already had that, buddy. You lost. <laughs> the vote. And they're like, yeah. And they're like, no, but that wasn't, that wasn't voting done properly. We, we, like, we, we need to have another vote just to be extra sure whether we're leaving the EU. And it's like, well, no, we're not doing that. And it's like, because we won. Now, fuck you. And, I, and then they were, they, so they spent seven or eight years screeching about, oh, well, we need the people's vote. And it's like, we've already had it. And then we, and we managed to keep them screeching for a few years. And then we left the EU. And it's like, well, we don't have to have that vote anymore. Do we? We've already left now. Sorry about that. And it's like, but no, we never had the second referendum. They just kept on, like the politicians tried to keep, say, oh, we're going to have a second referendum. And they kept on losing because... Like, what was it? Corbyn said, "I think we're going to have a second referendum to see to see whether we um we, we whether we really want to leave the EU." And he lost to the most idiotic woman possible, Theresa May, in a general election mm. because he said that. Because it's like because everybody wants to leave the EU. Because it's like even if even if we if screws us over, fuck it, it doesn't matter. It's like we're already screwed. Let's see how this works out. That's like that's how I think everybody is like looking at it now. I that's kind of I guess kind of how I saw it. I, I'm surprised. I was surprised to find out that you guys did actually successfully leave more or less. Yeah, they did not expect that. Yes, yeah, like they like no one expected Trump either, right? It was this kind no, of pop- they did not expect to lose that. It was like the the level of shock on the television and all the reporting and the politicians. They were like, what? <laughs> how could we lose <laughs> like they, they gave us the referendum because they thought yeah well, no one's gonna no one's gonna say we need to leave the eu and then we ended up leaving it and it's going <laughs> going no we are leaving and then they tried to scare us into having a second referendum for years by saying oh well you won't be able to go on holiday in spain and, and then spain would come out and go actually yeah you will we need those guys yeah. money <laughs> and it's like, what are you talking about it's like you can go anywhere you want and then it turns out that oh we're not going to be trapped on this little island. It's like everybody else needs our money because we're the rich, we're the fourth richest country in the world. And it's like, and we're the tiniest little island. We're the size of New York. Basically. Wow. Well, I think I think we're not 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 we're close to the size of New York. The count is it state? Is it county or the state? A state. Yeah. Let me let me. New York is an actual state, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. New York. New York. Yeah. New York. <clears throat> See, that's the thing. Is over here. I was under the impression that, let's see, let me pull this up. No, you're actually, yeah, maybe you, well, no, you're a little bit bigger than the state of New York as I'm looking at Google Maps. So like entire UK and Ireland is, you're about the size of, of the North. Oh, don't count Ireland. Don't count, they, oh yes. They don't like, don't, they don't like that. Sorry, Irish people. Just the top, that's, that's the bit that we that's stole off them. Just the, just the top bit, okay. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all told, it's may, maybe a bit like the size of uh from Maine down to Pennsylvania, right? So maybe about roughly that yeah, size. So, yeah, so barely any, barely, barely anything. But this tiny little country contributes quite a lot to the world. So yeah, all the doom and gloom merchants going, oh, we're going to collapse. No one's going to want to do businesses. And it's like we're like I don't, I don't care whether people hate us, but everybody, everybody talks our language for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like everybody wants to do business with us because we've got a lot of money. You do. 
You do. I mean, it's getting more and more worthless by the day, but like, like we've got money. Yeah, it's a, and so now as a result, the EU is kind of like having all these political intrigue where it's kind of collapsing with Germany trying to take over and take the place of the, the UK. Like this is all completely like I don't I don't follow any of this stuff. So I'm, I'm well, this is my theory, yes. but I, I I don't I'm I'm English, so of course I don't trust Germans, <laughs> and I just find it a little bit suspicious that Germany just sort of uh, gave up and like ah oh, well we don't want to rule the world anymore. And you're like hmm, no, I don't yeah. Okay, and it's like, and then they started like um, they tried to take over the world with their cars, which they really have done in this country. It's like everybody buys German cars now. It's like, and then the annex—they literally did annex these countries, but they didn't say it on the news that they annexed these countries. But they did because they owed the money, and they were like, it's like they took control of the interests of these countries. Wow, I mean, they don't now because Italy have, uh, have um, elected that chick who's quite hot the far <laughs> the nationalist chick yeah i can't remember her name either no but she's kind of like she's kind of scary when she talks like in a good way <laughs> so okay so do you want to talk about ukraine a little bit i know i'm sure that that's that's definitely a, fa- a favorite topic based on some of the things that you that you cover on your channel yeah uh, well, do you believe anything that's happening there no do you think even a war is even happening <laughs> maybe I i'm don't not know. even sure anymore <laughs> right it's, it's just all of it is so fake. Oh, you need to give me more money, more money, more money, more money. You've <laughs> given enough and you're losing heavily. If they're even. I mean, if, if I am to be, be believing any of it, then he, they, they are getting their ass kicked. They should be. I, well, they are because I know how winners talk and it is not like Zelensky. <laughs> That's it's true. Like, he talks like a bitch. He's like, oh, we need this to help. And you're like, well, if you're winning, you wouldn't talk like that. He'd be like, oh, yeah, this is a glorious victory. I don't need any of you's help. I am kicking ass. And it's like, but he's not talking like that at all. He's like, oh, the Ukraines, we're such pussies. Can I have 100 million pounds? Because uh, I really want to have some more cocaine. Billion. Like, well, billion. We're sending him $2 billion. Oh, yeah, billion. Yeah, yeah, that was yesterday or something like that. Yeah. And it's just like, what the? F- I don't know. I don't understand that. I mean, I, I just shows the level of stupidity. It's like with Afghanistan, nobody cared. Right. And it's like, why didn't you do it in the Middle East? Like, if you're gonna have some dumb war, why didn't you do it? Like, you know, I know you need forever wars because then the fucking military machine can never be turned off. They will not stop making fucking weapons and trucks and stuff like that. They will not stop making these things. So you have to have wars to actually be able to use them. But in Ukraine, I don't understand why they chose that one because Putin is obviously going to win. I think he probably, I mean, I think he probably already has one or, or at well, least he's yeah, not even trying, just, right? Well, yeah, well, he hasn't deployed half of the people he could. Yeah. They just slowly, and they're trying not, the thing about that is like, because at the start of it, I was watching a lot of it and then it's like, and I was like, there's a lot of like, like no, nothing you see on them on the television is correct. So, yeah. But he, like I was watching like videos of people like who were there and they were saying they're not like none of the Russian troops are killing, killing the civilians because their whole point is to take over slowly. And because they don't, they consider the, U, the, the Ukrainians Russians. They don't want to kill any civilians. That's why everything is taking so long. Oh. Cause they won't, cause like Americans are sort of like, Hey, 
why isn't this war taking three days? When we went into Iraq, we just bombed the fuck out of everyone and killed everyone and then declared victory and everybody was free. And you're like, well, that's not really how you win a war. That's how you kill everybody. <laughs> and it's like, and then just go, oh, yeah, you're free now. And it's like, there's nobody left to be free. They're all dead. <laughs> like, like, that's how America does stuff. They just carpet bomb everything. But here, it's like, it's much more slow. And like, it's, if it is even real. I mean, I don't even know if it's real because everything is so fake. That's the thing. It's like, is it real? Mm. I mean, it sounds dumb to say something like that, but I don't believe it. You have like that Malcolm, you got that, uh, what was his name? You know, that CNN guy. Which one? Malcolm Nance. Oh, okay. Black guy who went his standby, who went to Ukraine and he's like a pretended, <laughs> pretended to um, uh, <laughs> watch missiles. Because his, his memeable moment was he was like reporting on CNN and then he was like, he saw, he saw a missile go over and he went, stand by to the camera and looked above and he was like, oh yeah, that's a C4 something about a blah, blah, blah missile. And was, everyone was like, what the fuck? How did you even possibly tell that, buddy? <laughs> and then he got exposed last week, I think it was, by, like, by the New York Times as well. Oh, wow. Saying that he was a pathetic LARPer, which he blocked me on Twitter for saying he was a LARPer Aww. like about six months ago. But... Now his career is in ruin. But again, all of these people are faking it. Yes. Like Brian Williams, the, the famous NBC news anchor who took over for Tom Brokaw. Like he lost his, he lost oh, his career g- too. The helicopter guy. Yes. Is that, yeah, in Iraq, was it? Yes, I think the helicopter. Yes, I think he said he was, yeah, yeah. he was like. That's uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He was in it. And then it was stolen valor or something, wasn't it? Or whatever they said. Yeah, all these guys, they're all trying to make them sound, sound like they're, they're some sort of, some sort of soldier or something. They're, they're, yeah. you know, they're the, they're the Dan Rather or whatever. Like take ducking when the when the gunfire comes or whatever. It's all fake, all of it. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I just can't tell with Ukraine, and I've, I've completely lost interest in it recently because it's just. I mean, it was funny. The first, first part of it was funny when redditors started going over there and <laughs> getting themselves killed. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen. And it's like, and they like report on Reddit and like, oh, well, you shouldn't probably go because everybody who I've gone with is dead. And you're like, well, really? I mean, I don't know whether that was real or not, but I'm I'm choosing to believe that was real. I think that was real. Reddit is, yeah. Oh, for sure. So, for sure, I think that was real. Oh. Good. And then you have Coach Red Pill, who <sighs> pretended. Do you remember him? I've I've heard the name. I don't I don't know that I know like, what he's been he doing. He lives in Ukraine, and then he pretended to go kidnapped by ukrainians and oh um, no and then he like he went missing for a month and then he turned up and he's like oh i'm fine actually they released me <laughs> like, well, <laughs> like, i don't think they would have done it like it's like if they arrested you for propaganda or something what he said and it's like because he, he was in the ukraine walking around doing live streams shit talking ukraine saying how cool putin was and they were like and then he got allegedly arrested and like by the secret service or something. And then they get released him a month later. And you're like, I don't think in this time of war, they would have done that. To be honest, buddy, I think they would have killed you. Oh my God. Well, I remember, no. I remember like, I do remember when, when there was the whole thing on Reddit, like you need to go over to, to Ukraine and, and fight for whatever, fight for whatever cause. And the guys were like showing up over there thinking that, you know, they were going to be, I don't know, soldiers or we were just kind of, and, and the whole barracks was bombed or something like that. Yeah, yeah, when they doxed them. Oh. Because they built, they, they, that was, um, that was, uh, yeah, that was Reddit. They filmed that somebody, 
What was it? Yeah, yeah. They was in, they was in the barracks and they were all singing a song. So the redditor filmed them and then posted it on Reddit, going, "Oh, look how cool these guys are! Look at the nationalism." And then 4chan, well, I don't know what it is, 4chan, but I think the Russians as well. The Russians like um, like figured out where it was and they just fucking carpet bombed them, like, <laughs> just by 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 the um, markings on on the, on the walls or something over there. I think. Now, there's nothing funny about the loss of life, but. <laughs> There is. There are Redditors. It's only Redditors. Exactly. <laughs> it's not really a life, is it? I mean, it's like... No. No, not in any technical... Not it's in any, not a person. <laughs> definitely definitely not, not in any technical sense, really. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, think, I think your explanation of, of Ukraine is probably the best one I've, I've heard because that's been my question. Like, I, I, I have this, this, uh, this uh, way that I think about the media. It's like, if it's on TV... It's BS. COVID mm. is on TV, yeah. therefore COVID is BS. Now, now use that same thing. Ukraine, whatever is on TV, it's all, it's all, it's all BS. So I just don't pay attention anymore. And I think, I think, yeah. uh, I think th- times have proved me right. But I do, I have found myself wondering why is there still a war in Ukraine? Why are we still sending them money? What is going on there? And I, I guess it, it makes the most sense to me. It's like, well, Russia is not actually trying to carpet bomb and bomb and murder everybody because they just want to like annex the country. They don't actually want to massacre mm. everybody, which they could do fairly easily. Well, they consider Ukraine, and the thing is, it started. I mean, Russia is actually in the right as well because they kept. I mean, anybody who's been paying any attention to this for the past few years, are like, because I coincidentally had been like, I don't know why, but I had been because I, I remember for years. Putin complaining about NATO bases being built in Ukraine. And he's been doing that for over 10 years. He's saying, don't do that. Don't do that. Just leave me alone. Don't move. Don't put that there. Don't put that there. And they're like, oh, we won't. And then they build one. And they're like, oh, look, stop building them. And they're like, oh, look, we're not building any of them. We're just building one right next to you. (laughs) And and then eventually he's like, right, fuck you guys. I'm I'm taking Ukraine back. And it's like, that's, that's been brewing for 10 years. It's like, and that's that's, and then they were like, "Oh well, he's done it unprovoked." And like, motherfucker, you've been provoking him for ten years, at least, from what I'm aware of. And it's like you've just been like poking him, going, "Ah, oh, you're just building another NATO base near you, buddy. What's what's your problem?" It's like I've already said, don't do it. And it's like, well, we'll just build another ten. And it's like, it's like that is, <laughs> it's not unprovoked. And he is actually he's actually correct to be doing it, as far as I'm concerned. See this? I'm not. I'm not on his side in particular. I don't. I, I don't care one one way or the other. But if, but with the actual facts, you'd be like, well, yeah, I can see why he's doing it. Yes, this. I mean, this gets labeled in the United States as like conspiracy theory and all that stuff. Mm. You know, like how dare you? How dare you say something other than like. He's literally, literally Hitler, and the worst thing to ever happen. Yeah, you know, I know. Since... Like, well, it's on Twitter, isn't it? It's like you say that, and it's like, oh, you're a Twitter, you're a Russian bot, and you're like, no, I'm not. Like, you, you are behaving like a bot more than me. I, me, I think. Yes. This is this is the insanity. This is this all this stuff is really important because all of us we interact to varying degrees. If you're especially if you're on Twitter, or if you're on YouTube with people who create content or push, push worldviews or, or talk about these things. And, and it's like trying to figure out what is actually real about what's coming through my screen. Like we talked about grifters, yeah. right? These grifters, like they're not actually saying things that are true. They're saying things that maybe they know to some degree are false or they're, or they're only partially true because they want money. Yeah. Or you get people on Twitter who are pushing, 
you know, worldviews or beliefs to get engagement. And maybe they, maybe they don't think those things are true. But this is where we get so much information from. Like, how do we actually mm. determine what's true and what's not? And even to the point where people engaging with your channel can't tell that it's sarcasm. And like, everyone's kind of really lost in this right now. Well, I think a huge, I think like a lot of it is autism. <laughs> I, I, I'm not really joking either. I'm being serious when I'm saying it because like, they do not understand humor. And I think a lot of online discourse is, is ruined by people with autism. And there's a lot of them. It's probably true. And, it's like, and they're wrecking all of it. It's like they're, they're, they're not understanding what jokes are. It's like almost all trans people have, have autism and a million <laughs> other mental illnesses. But like, like they almost all have autism and you cannot take a joke. Yes. Which is the one thing, you, if you're going to do something as outlandish as uh, dress up as a woman and turn your penis inside out, you should probably take, you should probably take the joke, take a joke or two. Because your life will be a lot better than that, but they're ruining themselves. But I think a lot of online discourse is generally ruined by people who, because there was a survey done, and over a third of people have no sense of humor. What? Yeah, and like the thing is with, uh, and that's that was a medical survey, and they figured it out that over a third of people have no sense of humor, and uh, uh, over um, nearly a third of people have no um, inner monologue. That I did so, know, but no sense of humor. I, yeah, like no sense, of, no no comprehension of what funny might be. Really? And it's like yes, and like, and it's and you. I mean, once when you know that, and you look online, you're like, oh yeah, I, yeah, that, I I believe that. Actually, because people people do not understand things. They will not understand that you're joking. And like, well, I don't think you're joking. You're like, well, I am joking. <laughs> no, I think what you said was that. Like the amount of people on my in the comments of my videos, they're like. Well, I think this is what you meant. And you're like, buddy, I know what I meant. I meant made the video. I'm like, no, you're wrong. And you're like, I'm not wrong because I made the video. You're wrong. And they're like, no, you meant to say that. And I did not mean that. I was joking. And I actually don't think that at all. What the fuck are you talking about? And like, well, now you're just being disingenuous. You're like, no, I'm not. You're making, you're, you're, you're deciding what I meant to fit into your head. And then rejecting what I actually meant, and they're like, and plenty and lots of people say stuff like that, and have done for hundreds of videos now. And it's like, and he's like, okay, but I believe, I fully believe, people don't have a sense of humor, and they don't have any in monologue. the The NPC meme is is real. I think you're right. You know, last year for um, for April Fool's Day, I did a uh, I did a, an, a episode of my podcast where. I had uh, three friends come on and did voice interpret uh, uh, voice impersonations. So it was uh, it was me, it was uh, Donald Trump, Jordan Peterson, and Alex Jones. And so it was a four way it was a four way conversation. Now that was clearly clearly voice actors, right? There was no there's no way you're yeah. gonna think like they. Some of my friends did a really good job, like my friend Jonathan who does Alex Jones and Spencer who did Donald Trump in particular did a really fantastic job, but. Mm. Um, I, I promoted that. I put effort into it. Like I made it into a real episode and I put effort into the, into the conversation, you know, but people mm. got really, and I did a, I did a, a podcast cover and put it up on Instagram and stuff. People got really upset. They got really mad. They're like, I thought that you really had them. I'm like, bro, like I've been doing a yeah, podcast. Yeah, they get very, yeah. yeah. Again, they don't understand the joke. <laughs> like I thought, I thought for sure 
I thought for sure that people would look and say, oh, that's hysterical that, you know, will like who would ever get Donald Trump, Jordan Peterson and Alex Jones in a room together? How would that ever, that would never happen. That would never, it would be good if it did. It would be amazing if it did, but like (laughs) it wouldn't, it wouldn't happen on my podcast, right? Probably not. No, No. probably wouldn't. Probably would happen. Yeah. It probably wouldn't even happen on Joe Bogan. That's the closest, right? How do you, yeah. yeah. So, but that, that people looked at that and so many people really thought that I really had gotten them on the podcast. I was I was blown away yeah. by that. I thought it'd be the most obvious joke, but it, no. it, it really wasn't. And then people got there's no obvious jokes on the internet. <laughs> there's no obvious jokes on the internet. There aren't not the amount of stupid people. Is it the problem? Like, because I was going to follow on, like, well, half of these people don't. Third of these people don't understand humor. Third of these people have no inner monologue. And we and in real life you would never hang around with these people because they're retarded. So you'd never, <laughs> ever talk to them. You've got your own friends who are normal. And, but on the internet, you have to hang around with them because they're there. And it's like, so this is what is happening to all the online discourse and stuff like that. It's all being fucked up by these weirdos who don't understand anything. And then they're just sort of wondering, blundering around going, well, I think this means this. And you're like, well, you're an idiot. But like, I can't really determine whether you're an idiot or trolling. So because I don't... I mean, because you can't on the internet. T- the typed yeah. word is like, you know, like, I have an inkling of what they're doing, but like, I don't, I don't know for sure. That's, that's true, because it does, to pick up humor online, especially if you can't see someone's face, does require a lot of interpretation of someone's intent. And, the, and, and you understand that they're joking. Like, for example, like what you do. What you do is obviously very deadpan, and you talk about being Joe Biden's number one fan, which we'll get into. But if you can't pick up on someone's intent to, to say something funny, obviously, like you're not a, not a big fan. If you can't interpret that, then yeah, it's going to be very, very difficult to, uh, to, to interpret any kind of humor online if you can't see what, that someone's joking to that degree. Yeah, and they can't. Because that's like, like I've like I'm on Twitter. I've got Ukraine flags, trans flags, <laughs> and um, rainbow flags in my Twitter bio, <laughs> constantly, every day. It's like, oh, you've got opinion discarded. You've got these in. It's like, oh, do you think? Do you think, judging by what I've just said, I'm a, they might be a joke? And they're like, no, it's not a joke. And it's like, it is a joke. <laughs> and like, and then like, again, they just keep on telling me. And it's like, well, you're not joking. You do love the Ukraine. You're like, oh, you sure got me, buddy. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and they're like, they will not have it. And it's like that I am, I might be not, not being serious. I mean, your, now. your, your Twitter profile picture is a, is a dolphin. Yeah, I know. And my, tri- and my, and I have George Floyd is life <laughs> as a hashtag on there. Trans day of visibility, trans rights are humans rights. And my tax line is number one cyber bullier of Joe Biden, <laughs> as proclaimed by YouTube. Yeah. But constantly, they're just like, oh, well, well, you have a trans flag, and you're like, like you're, you're a pedophile. And you're like, well, all right, buddy. <laughs> you, you sure got me. Damn. <laughs> I was trying to hide the fact that I was a pedophile. But you really, really suck it. Seeked it out, you detective, you. <laughs> Your pronouns are fish self. <laughs> yeah, no, it couldn't be more obviously taking the fucking Michael, but like, I no, they will not have it. And it's the the people with autism will not have it. I am deadly serious. <laughs> I am a fish, and like, and I I fully support Ukraine being trans. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> well, that's why that's why there's no video on this podcast. Is obviously we'd be horrified to actually see a dolphin, a trans dolphin, a tra- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a trans dolphin. People aren't ready for that. No, they're not. <laughs> A trans dolphin who ran pubs in the UK. People just aren't ready for the truth of what's really going no. on over there. No, you're, you're not. It's changed a lot since lockdowns. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, so so how did okay so how did you become? Let's let's go through the number of bannings that you've had on YouTube because I think you've been banned what twice, three times, something like that. Three times now. Three t- three times, and you've yeah. come back triumphant every time, and it's only made you stronger. Well, yeah, yeah, it's actually, yeah. <laughs> I'm now monetized again. Yeah, actually, I want to, I want to hear about that. I want to hear about that too. So, what did you get banned for the first time? First time, oh, hold on, let me, let me just. Which one did I get banned for? Um, what did I get banned for the first time? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got banned the first time for making a video that had gone. There was a video that had gone viral. A YouTuber. She only had 112 subscribers. Right. <laughs> like, but it had gone viral because she was a psychologist. She was obviously fat and had a shaved head. She was a typical, you know, leftist person. Yeah. Um, and she made a video saying how pedophiles were pretty cool, actually, <laughs> and we should stop saying they were victims. So I made a response video to her video, played her video in it, and then stopped it and said, no, I think you're wrong. Pedophiles aren't really that cool. And then she kept on saying how much of a victim. I don't think they're victims. And like, and that, that was a basic flow of the flow of the video, saying I'm pretty sure that you are wrong there. And then I got banned for bullying. Uh-huh. I bullied her, and because I don't know, because they were like, you were bullied another YouTuber, and it's like it was some some said the way it was fro- fro- phrased in the uh, banning. Like I was bullying another person on YouTube, and it's and I know that's against the rules, but in my appeal, it's like that video has gone fucking viral on Twitter. It's got over six million views. Oh wow! And like, and it's gone viral on TikTok. It's gone viral everywhere. I I didn't see it on YouTube. I just downloaded it from YouTube because I found a channel, and it's like I didn't even say a name in the video. I actually refrained from actually bullying her. I didn't even say a name. I didn't say she had a YouTube channel either. I just said this is a video. It's like, cause, and then they still upheld the appeal, uh, upheld the um, banning, uh, because YouTube enjoys pedophiles. How did you? How did you defeat the ban? Like, what? How did you actually? Was it a sort of thing where you have to delete the video and then you get to come back? Uh, yeah, you've got to, you've got to delete the video every time. Oh, okay, that's 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 what it is. Okay. Actually, you don't. It's not. You've got to delete the video. They delete the video for you. Oh wow. <laughs> like they don't, you don't get a choice in that. <laughs> like, I, you, you get a week's ban the first time. Then I got banned um, for what was the second? The second time I got banned because this guy made—I don't know if you remember it—but there was he went sort of viral. I made a video about this guy from Arizona. He was running for some sort of state congress. I don't know how it works over there, but he made a funny—he he made a funny video um, that went, that was aired on terrestrial television over there by the way, uh. where he was in his house and he was saying that Democrats, it's like, you need guns. You need to have your guns because you don't know when some Democrats would come and invade your house. And he's like a big black guy. He's a black guy. I saw that guy, yeah. Yeah, you saw the advert. And, like, and, they, and, and when he said Democrats, it just immediately a load of Ku Klux Klan members stand <laughs> up. And he was like, it was, it was a funny video. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. And it's like, it's, like, it's a good video. 
And that got quite a lot of views, that video. And I got a lot of views, actually, for, for the size of me at the time. Um, and what, and then, um, yeah, they um, that stayed there. That was up for four months, that video. Nobody had a problem with it. And then for some reason, they started banning people who made a video about it. The Chrissy Mayer got banned. You know, had that really? woman comedian that's not funny. And <laughs> We could talk about that. But well, they're not funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> the women are not funny. It's no. back. But um, but no, a lot of people got banned for that particular video. Um, so I guess I guess something went around YouTube where they were like, "Oh, we've got to get rid of that because it invokes racial hatred." And it's like it's a fucking joke. It's obviously what? a joke, and you did. And then YouTube for weeks said they were going to let me back on, and it was a mistake. They kept on publicly declaring it on Twitter with through Team YouTube, saying, "Oh, we're really sorry. We're working on getting it back." And then I never, and then I, I had to serve the two week ban, and they never lifted the strike. Just they were they were mentioning you by name or anyone who, yeah. Oh wow, no, because I tagged them and I said, "Right, you banned me. This is obviously wrong." And they were like, "Actually, yeah, you're right. This is wrong." And it's like, "Don't worry, we'll lift the ban." And then it was like day something or other. And it's like, are you going to lift the ban at any point? Because I've got one day left of the ban. And it's like, it's, oh. it's like, and you still haven't unbanned me. And then they, like, they kept on saying, oh, well, we're going to. And you're like, well, you're not, are you? Oh. They, never, they never lift the strike, lifted the strike. And then I got banned. My final ban was in December for cyberbullying Joe Biden. Let's, let's talk about cyberbullying Joe Biden. This is, this, is, this is an amazing story. But like, do you remember what Joe Biden, he, um, I wish I still had the video up there, but it'd take it off you. But do you remember? Do you remember when um, Joe Biden he did? Um, he started speaking to a fourteen-year-old girl <laughs> that one time. Like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that one, that one time. <laughs> but like Joe Biden was doing his normal thing. He was like being a bit spaced out, wandering around, and then, and then he like started talking to this girl, and her mother was filming it, and then. Like she's kind of like she's like a like a did all right like a, she's like yeah she was definitely fourteen I think it was confirmed that she was fourteen but like Joe Biden started like holding her on her shoulders like gripping yeah. her and like rubbing her shoulders and then like moving it like moving into so it looked like he was gonna start nuzzling her neck or something and then <laughs> and he was like no guys until you're thirty or oh, something like I remember that. that yeah yeah and he's like really squeezing those shoulders and you know, and she like looked up and she's like okay and like the way she said it was like oh fucking hell this is weird <laughs> and, like but this is the president also so I don't know what to do <laughs> like, and then um. And then um, I made a video about that saying, and it was kind of wasn't that joking because I was just sort of like, look at him. He's a pedophile. He's an absolute <laughs> pedophile. Like, there goes actually, my, go ahead. I didn't say that much, to be honest. It was a very short video. I just wanted to get it out because it was funny. And like it, he, he did the content, not me. And it's like, really, with that, because I was just like, now Joe Biden is known for his love of young women, <laughs> like very young women. Here he is. And then, it was nothing different to what I'd normally do. And then for some reason I got banned for cyberbullying him. That's that you harassment and cyberbullying. You're harassing the president of the United yeah, States. Yeah, I harassed I YouTube accused me of harassing harassing the president of the United States. And then I filed an appeal and I said, I, I can't harass the president of the United States. It's not possible. <laughs> I live in the UK and he'd probably kill me if I tried harassing him. And they, and they were like, no. No, you definitely harassed him. You stay banned. <laughs> no, isn't. Uh, go ahead. 
No, 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 you go. Aren't the rules of harassment that he has to personally view your video? Well, that is what I said in my in my follow up video. And it's like it doesn't really work work if you if somebody else says you're harassing that person because they're the ones who are supposed to feel harassed. It's like I can't decide whether you're being harassed, for instance. I'd probably say, well, maybe maybe you shouldn't treat him that way. That's a bit harsh. But I can't actually go, you're harassing him because you're the person who's supposed to decide that. Shouldn't like, we ask him? Should we ask him if he well, feels exactly? Right? Well, this is what I'm thinking. Is like, did, did they actually ask Joe Biden, and he felt bullied by me? What if and he did? Maybe he is scared. He's he's hiding. <laughs> he's having ice cream in the dark. Yeah. He's he's yeah. worried that the, the that the fish self is going to come get him. Well, he hasn't he hasn't groped any more children since I made that video. <laughs> fish and accomplished. Yeah, I've I've, I've taught him a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your service to my country. Hey, you're quite welcome. <laughs> Stop the president from being a pedophile. <laughs> that's all. That's all it took was just one. Was just one video. One Stanley worded video. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Do you have a minute to talk about like uh, what happened with with Keffels as well? That's been another. That's been another. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I what is Keffels what is now. that all about? Uh, Keffels is um, an opportunistic idiot, idiot who had the opportunity of a lifetime and blew it. <laughs> Okay, because like that that grift was very smart actually. <coughs> Pardon me. Like that that was a smart grift. What she did with Kiwi Farms, I can't I can't um, can't fault it really. I mean, I like that website, so it pissed me off. But it was it, they got the entire internet on their side. What? What is Kiwi Farms? So for the people listening who don't know who Kiwi Farms oh, is yeah. and don't understand the whole saga, like let's just run through it. Kiwi Farms is a really bad site um, <laughs> in reality. It um, documents um, really mentally ill people uh, who, who uh, display a little bit too much of themselves online. Okay. Like Chris Chan and Kiwi Farms is a great website if you're into that sort of stuff. If you're not, you're probably horrified by it, which is what Keffel's played to. Because the normal a normal person going to look at Kiwi Farms and some of the stuff they talk about and some of the bullying they do, yeah, it, it, it will it would frighten you. You would think, what the hell is this? Got it. So the Keffels played up to that and said they were getting stonks, said they were getting bullied by Kiwi Farms when actually, uh, or they were doing in Keffels' case was calling her like rude trans slurs. But they were also documenting the fact that Keffels had a DIY HRT business that was selling to underage children, oh. which, is the, which is the real reason why Keffels went mental and started saying, oh, no, you need to, we need to take this website down. We need to, and the entire internet rallied around her. That's the actual reason. There's no other reason. So Kiwi Farms was like a 4chan style site, but against trans people. And so she went after Kiwi Farms and they went back after her and determined that she was doing, you know, HRT sales on the side. Well, sort of, but Kiwi Farms isn't like, um, Kiwi Farms is a forum. Uh, it just documents locales on the internet. But like, <laughs> and like, like Keffels came to, an out, came to it because Keffels was very obnoxious. And it's like... Um, Keffels at the start was extremely obnoxious. Like, like it you, doesn't matter whether they were trans or not. It's like they automatically dislike them mm-hmm. because of the way they just behaved. It was like everything they did was very annoying. 
You know what I mean? You all know, everybody knows somebody like that, don't you? Where it's like, oh no, I fucking hate you immediately. Yeah. Like within 30 seconds of listening to anything they've said, it's like, no, I don't like you and I'll never like you. But like, like, and they started documenting her because she was doing streaming to more or less nobody. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just, and somebody found them and it's like, this person's a fucking idiot. It didn't really get much traction. And then somebody noticed that they had this um, HRT video, the HRT website, and all of these um, things like about how to do it, how to make it yourself, or they'll ship it to you from Brazil or somewhere like that. And it's like, and then, then Keffel started going, oh, well, these are bullying me. These people are bullying me. And you're like, well, they're not. But like by, then, by that time, it was like the snowball had happened. Got it. And the entire internet had gone against them. And then Cloudflare dropped them, which fucking broke the website. Mm-hmm. Which actually broke Cloudflare because Cloudflare, like people have left Cloudflare in droves now. Ugh. Yeah. Because the one thing you should be doing when you're protecting people from DDoS attacks is not being politically aligned. Well, I mean, because that really hurt their business because the only thing they do is protect websites from DDoS attacks. And then, then they were like, oh, well, we're going to drop, we're going to drop this website for political reasons. Then like, it doesn't matter whether you're left or right. It's like, everybody was like, well, fuck this place. <laughs> like, we'll go, go somewhere else now because that is not what you want to be doing when you're offering internet protection. Got it. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Cause I've, I've, I've picked up little bits of the waves of this, but you know, I wasn't really. I wasn't really super following it, but that makes a lot of sense, especially what happened to Cloudflare, because I think so many companies are being forced to, you know, cho- unfortunately choose a political side over issues that's like, can you just leave us alone to run our business? You know, like, well, the, like the, this is, they, that's what they did at the first, first. And then the next day they <laughs> capitulated, which I think the owner of the company was threatened by his board to be thrown off his own company. And then he's come out later, months later, saying that was the worst thing we could have possibly done. We were so fucking stupid to do that. Wow, it's like damage is done now, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it, all to all to what protect trans kids, right? That's that's the whole. That was probably yeah, the logic that was used. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you, well, to make sure Keffels can't doesn't run out of uh, victims. Well, that's the basically. That's, <laughs> so that was actually the reason. That's a pretty epic grift. That if you're you know you're selling basically hormone therapy on the side, like oh my god. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how how tr- I don't know how big it was that video. See, the thing is, Keffel's again. A lot of people don't realize that, like, if you just shut the fuck up, people won't care. It's like with same with Jack Murphy. If you just shut up, didn't fucking go heartfelt, then nobody would have cared. Yeah. No one. But with Keffel's, no one would have cared about this. And then Keffel's thought she won for a while, and it's like she went. I got that hundred grand on GoFundMe. And then Kiwi Farms came back online, and now it's un you can't knock it offline even now because now it's unstoppable because they've reinforced it to the point where <laughs> you can't you can't take it offline now because it went offline for a week before when they dropped when Cloudflare dropped him, mm-hmm. and now it's bigger than ever. I mean, Keffels isn't the main star of the show anymore because Keffels has now gone into rehab. <sighs> but I, that whole that whole saga, I mean. It was interesting at the time, and I kind of like Keffels as a meme, but it's just so, so extraordinarily artistic when you look back on it. <laughs> it was just so weird. Well, it's like the it's like the whole this ties into the whole like the Dylan Mulvaney thing that's happened this past week with uh, with Bud Light with releasing the Dylan Mulvaney can that now people are starting to say that maybe that was like a personal thing, like it wasn't actually a formal sponsorship from the company. That's hilarious though. 
No, he is. He is a sponsor. He's also the sponsor of uh, Nike. He's, uh, Nike Nike Air Bras is um mm. has sponsored him now. Really, Nike Sports Bras. Yeah, so funny. I don't see why conservative people are getting now. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's just this fucking little twink guy like pretending to be a woman and doing being a woman better than women. <laughs> I don't he's, know. Like, he's like, wait, he's getting all the sponsorship deals. Where are the women sponsorship deals? They're all like, oh, well, I haven't got any sponsorship deals. Well, no, this guy has. He's just pretending to be you. And it's like, why aren't you being a better woman? (laughs) You should fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) You should do, you should try being a woman like Dylan Mulvaney does and see, yeah. Men are better than women. (laughs) Even at being women. Yeah, we are. (laughs) That's the thing. (laughs) It's like like the Leah Thomas. Leah, (laughs) my queen. Queen Leah Thomas. She's the best. I don't know why they banned her from worldwide sports competitions. She was the greatest woman swimmer the world has ever seen and will ever see. Of all time. In history. And all history that hasn't been written yet. <laughs> I was surprised to find that, that, uh, that she had actually been banned from competition. I, I'm not sure how they pulled that off. Well, it's racism. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, yeah. I mean, they have this one thing. Where it's like, oh, we can make women's sports watchable. Oh, ban it. You know, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, like, no one cares about women's sports and will ever care about women's sports. You have the one person where I watched a women's swimming match because of Leah Thomas. I would never watch women swimming because they're slow as fuck and they don't know how to swim. Yeah. And it's like, I watched Leah, I watched that women's sports match with Leah Thomas in it. Watch her destroy the opposition because it was hilarious. <laughs> and now they're banning men from women's sports just at a time when men can make women's sports good. <laughs> well, they've got that this past weekend. There's that that uh, that trans golfer who played in the women's PGA and won. Yeah, the new queen of women's sports. <laughs> with, with the Eve's apple, did you? Is that what you said? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well developed one. You're a big fan of all these, uh, all these, all these trans. People. I love them. I love the trans sports community. They're great because fuck women. At the end of the day, you know, they've spent their entire lives, my entire lives, invading men's spaces and being very annoying about it. And now we are invading women's sp- spaces, and we're being better than them at everything because obviously we are. And it's like we're not even sending our best. We're sending like these weird little gay guys. And we're still kicking her ass. Like Dylan Mulvaney. It's like no other TikTok girl has got a fucking like, Bud Light sponsorship. He's been a woman for 365 days. He's already the face of Bud Light. <laughs> Fuck you, women. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, catch up. You should have been trying yeah. harder all these years. Get better. Get good. <laughs> all these years of feminism and we still, it's still just a yeah. one and year. Yeah, we only have one year. And then it's like, oh, well, we'll just do it better. Well, we have to find something for women to do now because what are they going to do? Because men are doing all the thing that women were doing that they took from men. They can lose the right to vote. <laughs> That'll keep them occupied. <laughs> They're going to need men for that too. Well, yeah, we'll do that for them. <laughs> and they can, I don't know what they can do. They can just fucking screech. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what I would do uh, without without comic relief in life because I think I would probably lose my mind. Well, yeah, I don't see why anybody's taking any of this seriously. 
what does it even matter? Thank you. And like this fucking Dylan Mulvaney, he's fucking hilarious. He's actually quite funny. It's like, did, did, have you actually watched with the sound on that that Bud Light video that he did, where he's like talking about sports? Oh, happy! You know, like, that's kind of funny. It's so <laughs> funny. It's like what a woman would say, but funny. <laughs> like it's like like a, an airheaded woman. He's like he's not even fucking. He's probably. I I almost guarantee you this guy works for the CIA in some way, and he's like he's always he, every Friday night he's going down to the bar with the bros for some beers. And I, I don't think he's actually a trans person at all because he's got co- he's got very good comedy timing and he is making a he's like mocking women in just the right way where they don't get it, but I do. <laughs> like because that's how I don't know, like drag queens over in this country, like I don't know what they're like in this in over there, but drag queens for decades, decades, longer than I've been alive, they've been like a they've been like a pub act. Like you you hire them. Like and they come on, talk on, speak on stage, and do a little dress. And they're guys with beards and stuff, and they talk in gruff voices. They just dress up as like um, as women, and they spend an hour shitting on women, <laughs> and like like totally just saying, "Oh, women are retarded, aren't they?" Yeah, and then like <laughs> and like the husbands love it because it's like, "Oh yeah, my wife is a fucking retard. I hate her." <laughs> and like and then the women are for some reason like going, "Oh, oh, we are stupid, aren't we?" <laughs> and they love it as well for some unknown reason. I don't get it, but they're like, they'll spend an hour standing in front of them going, "Women, eh? These are so fucking dumb." And they're like, <laughs> and clap along like sealed. And like I don't know, but like. Every time you hire one, it's it's always knocked out of the park, and everybody absolutely loves it. But that's what drag queens do: is just take the like really mock women, and that's what this Dylan Mulvaney guy is doing. He's doing it really well in a modern way, sort of like the evolution of uh, the evolution of drag queen comedy. Yeah, because it is very subtle, and it, I suppose if you were stupid like someone like Matt Walsh, you can get very very angry about it and going, "Oh, I hate this." Uh-huh. It's like he is a man. It's like no shit. Like everyone knows he's a man. <laughs> no, no one's really. He's, his whole video series is called 365 Days of Womanhood." That means he knows he's not a woman because he's not one year old. It's like so he's quite aware of that himself. So what the fuck are you talking about? Who cares? Did, like, did you see the Babylon B article that said uh, Babylon like scientists are trying to determine how many beers you'd have to drink, how many Bud Lights you'd have to drink for Dylan Mulvaney to pass as a woman? Yeah, I like that one. That was pretty good. I like the Babylon Bee. Again, they don't take things too seriously. <laughs> no, they don't. It's the ones who, t- who do like I, don't, I hate that Matt Walsh guy. I really fucking hate him. Because <laughs> he takes things too seriously. Well, he's just like, he's like, oh, like, tries to be, he's like, oh, I'm mean. I'm the queen of mean. And you're like, okay. <laughs> is this supposed to be, like, is this a plus point for you? <laughs> like, are you supposed to be proud of this? I don't know. Like what's wrong? With, why? <laughs> like he's like, oh, I just tell everybody the truth. And you're like, I told that trans guy he looks like a man. And you're like, they know. Funny. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what does it? Why would you do that? What does it matter? And it's like, like I did, I just don't get these people. Where he's like, oh, the trans. And he said the other day, oh yeah, he said he said all drug dealers should be killed. Matt Walsh like, said that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, he's like, else, like, he referenced the country where where they do do that, 
And then he's like, why don't we do that in America? And you're like, well, I don't know, because it's probably a really bad idea. <laughs> and he's like, no, we should do this. And you're like, okay. I'm like, I don't know. I, I, don't, I just don't understand these people. Just laugh at it. It's funny. Right. Well, and that's, that's ultimately why I wanted to talk to you, because you don't take any of this seriously. And it's so no. easy to take no, it. Should you? Yeah, well, that's the thing is it's so easy to take it so deadly seriously. And to your point about grifting, like that's part of that's part of how the grift hooks you. Is, is yeah, that's, to be outraged. You've got to be in a permanent outrage cycle. Exactly. And so if you can just take a step back and laugh at it all and not take it so seriously, you can actually exit. You can exit the grift. Yeah, but they can't because that's what they know. They know people can't. Because if you flick through Twitter and you just, and you don't like, because I try not to really interact with many people other than my, I don't, I don't reply to many, many tweets. I normally quote tweet because I like the people who follow me and I like the people who I follow. Well, and, um, mostly, but if you reply to to people, you you see people will not get the joke. They will refuse to get the joke. And it's, and people like Matt Walsh and Tim Paul, they know that that is the, that is the case. And Trump to some degree. Trump is all Trump is like one of the biggest grifters in the world. Oh. Although he is funny because he is selling that t-shirt with his mugshot on it, which I kind of want to buy. <laughs> but like but they they know that certain people can't they're they're constantly locked into this outrage thing. Because you look at the trends on Twitter, it's just people absolutely seething about everything. Yeah. Everything. They are absolutely seething about it. And you're like, who cares? What does it matter? Yeah. Why don't you just all calm down a little bit? <laughs> like, but they can't. Hi, everyone. I just want to take a minute to tell you about my upcoming event with Annalise from Feminine Not Feminist here in Phoenix, Arizona. On Saturday, April 15th, from 3 to 6 p.m. in Chandler, we're doing a live podcast plus meet and greet at The Bottle and Bean. I know this podcast goes out around the world, so if you happen to be in Phoenix or the surrounding area, I hope you'll come by and spend the afternoon with us. The idea is to take some of these online relationships we have and bring them a little closer into the real world. As you may have heard me mention on Instagram, Annalise is my most downloaded podcast of all time, and I'm the most downloaded podcast of all time on her show. So this will be our third total conversation. We'll be covering many of the usual topics, including Christian dating, motherhood, parenting, and Annalise's reading The Queen's Code by Alison Armstrong. So we'll be talking about that book and its impact on her. The podcast will maybe take up a couple hours of the afternoon, but there'll be plenty of time for networking at The Bottle and Bean, which has excellent coffee, wine, and snacks. So plan to make an afternoon of it. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're local to Phoenix, I look forward to meeting you. You can get tickets by going to renofmen.com slash meetup, which you'll find in the description of this podcast. We've made the afternoon affordable. We're just selling tickets to offset the cost of the venue rental. So Annalise and I look forward to seeing you on Saturday, April 15th in Chandler, Arizona from 3 to 6 p.m. at The Bottle and Bean. Go to renofmen.com slash meetup to buy tickets, and we'll see you there. Yeah, they're very they're very hooked in. Like I think the the dopamine cycle of you know of, of reward from in, from engagement. Like there were books that came out a couple of years ago about, or maybe a little bit longer than that, 
about how all these social media apps were designed by people who worked for like Las Vegas casino, like gaming companies. And it's all designed to game your own brain to make sure that you stay hooked for novelty and rewards and all this stuff. So people are now... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. They're all hooked into these devices and all these different social media platforms. Pick your favorite. And it's, it's really easy to get completely lost in not only the platform, but the seriousness of what's coming through it, rather than like take a step back and like, this is actually really comical and retarded, guys. Like, are we paying attention to this? <laughs> right? But that, that kind of... Yeah, added, I know. It's a really short supply. Um, but do you know the, the best weapon against these people as well? If you really dislike them, if you really dislike Dylan Mulvaney, if you really hate him, is laughing at him. Yeah. Because they hate it. They actually, they, want, they, they love you hating them. They love it. Yep. Like, all of these people absolutely, like, carefuls, they love it's when people are going, oh, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, because it, it, like, also engages their fan base to defend them. But if you just laugh at them, then they have no defense to laughter. Yeah. Because you can, like, the, the, their fan base can't defend you against laughter. They can just go, oh, you're a bigot. And you go, yeah, so what? <laughs> like, right. But, it, but if you're seething at them, then it's great because it's engagement all around. If you're just going, look at this fucking weird troon, <laughs> like, like, no, one's, no one cares about that. It's like no one can actually fight against it because you know, they're like, oh, you're a transphobe. It's like, yeah, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, next question. <laughs> like, they can't defend against stuff like that if you just constantly mock them. But it doesn't, it doesn't occur to these people to just laugh at them and they'll go away. Well, that's, that's the, and that's the thing. Like you, when you did your Dylan Mulvaney video and you, I think you, you shared how, you know, it was, it was almost as if this Bud Light campaign couldn't have been better designed to get everyone in the world engaged because all you have Absolutely all, all the genius. Pe- yeah, exactly. All the, all the people on the left will share it because, you know, trans rights. And then all the people on the right will share it out of outrage. And it's like, you just blasted Bud Light all over the world. Like, yeah, there's gonna be a backlash from it. But if you wanted to create a brand impression, like congratulations, everyone around the world has now heard about it. You made the worst beer in the world ever made the most famous beer in the world. Yeah. Well done. Do you think they get woke? Do you think the get woke go broke equation applies? Like, do you think the backlash will be strong enough that People it will ultimately because oh. I don't think uh, get woke go broke it doesn't work it's never it's never actually happened it's never happened well I mean like look at look at Star Wars look at all these like um yeah they they make billions of dollars <laughs> well I mean like I guess go broke doesn't mean like actually collapse into dust you know but it well, means it doesn't mean anything <laughs> well I mean I, I think people enjoy this the content less like they're still churning out a lot of woke stuff but it, it, is anyone actually seeing yeah, it there, there's one thing that people yeah there's one thing you, you, people are missing it's like like, oh, look, this new Star Wars, this new Marvel, it's all woke. And it's like, buddy, they have made for children. <laughs> it's like, they're not for you, you fucking idiots. You liked Star Wars when you was a child because it's a kid's movie. And it's like, now the new ones are for kids. The ones who were made, made in the 70s were slightly more adult because they treat children a little bit differently than they do now. Mm. And they treat them more like adults. So they kind of pass as adult films now, but they were all, they were kids' films at the time. And now you've got these baby films that you're like, oh, well, this isn't Star Wars. And it's like, kids absolutely fucking adore it. That's why there's so many toys or Star Wars toys all over the place. That's true. Because it's just a toy commercial. That's all it is. 
That's all it has been. That's all it's always it's all been. It ever has been. Yeah. Because he did, he said, yeah, you have the profits for the movies. I don't give a shit about them. I want all the rights to the toys. That's what George Lucas did yeah. with the first movie. And he because he knew if it succeeded, then the toys would be what because he had a cool little robot, the gay robot, <laughs> and like Luke Skywalker and the hot chick. Yeah. Well, and the so was, it, and the and, and the Darth super Vader, obviously. Well, and the and the cowboy, you know, like the Han Solo cowboy kind of character. But it's children. It's all children's stuff. That's another stuff. I think I don't understand. That's caught on YouTube. Like, oh, Marvel movie flops. You're like, <laughs> fucking kids' movies. What? Why are you caring? Yeah. People like, oh, Hogwarts Legacy. You know, who is paying that? Who is over ten? I mean, come on. Yeah. And I think this is also kind of a grift, actually, where all this outrage kind of drives people to buy and engage with these products just to prove a point. Like, oh, Hogwarts Legacy is this terrible oh, yeah. racist. Like, yeah. And so we, now we all have to go buy Hogwarts Legacy to support this, uh, you know, to support my political cause through video games, right? That is another. That's the YouTube. Um, that's the YouTube. Um, more YouTube monetizable. Same grift as Tim Pool and the rest of them. But for dumber people, that's what the quartering does. I mean, I kind of like the quartering after his base breakdown on Twitter, where he started called like called out Mike Senovich for um, sucking trans dicks. Yeah, <laughs> like that was, that was a thing. <laughs> that was fucking great, yeah. and it was, and he was not lying because we've all read that article. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, um, that's for dumber people. That's like that's the same outrage cycle, but for more stupid people, the consumers. They're sort of like, oh, the Funko Pop people. Like, oh, I hope this movie fails that I'm going to buy and watch anyway. And it's like, you're like, well, you've bought it already. It's like, oh, it flops. Ant-Man flops, even though I saw it 10 times. Like, oh, okay. Just to do a hate video on it. Yeah, I hated it. But I also bought all the toys. And you're like, <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> this is, this. It's, go ahead. No, you can't carry on. No, this is all insight to a world that I don't participate in. But again, like, I'll put on I'll put on um, any number of like pop culture channels like or or uh, nerd culture channels is probably better like Critical Drinker and stuff like that like I really enjoy the stuff that he does and I'll just put it on when I'm making dinner or something just to have something on in the background and that's how I kind of hear about these things but I gather that for people that are in these worlds that it's a really big deal like I, I don't I don't see I, I think so yeah they seem to I mean they get a lot of views and if you read the comments people are angry about stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I understand why people were mad about um, the Lord of the Rings series because at least, you know, for many of the friends that I have, like the, the Lord of the Rings is actually a really tre- treasured book from their childhood. And, you know, maybe they didn't get worked up about it personally, but I can understand why a lot of people... But d- apparently that was quite good. I never even... I, from what from what I've heard, like the Amazon Lord of the Rings, like um, like they all made out because like, oh, some of the dwarfs were black. And you're like, how can a dwarf be black? Because they spend all their time underground, which is a legitimate complaint. But like, I mean, I don't <laughs> think it matters too much. But You're not going to need but, too much melanin down there in the caves. Exactly. I mean, they're, they're right. But it's like, I don't think, why, why would, I don't think you should care too much. But, but apparently, after all that was said and done, it turned out not to be that bad. I and like, I think a lot, because I know a lot of people who thought it was going to be really shitty. Like, because I know a few people who liked Lord of the Rings, and then they said, "No, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that good." I didn't want. Most people didn't watch it to the end, as far as far as I can see from what the and also from what the data says. Like it said that people tailed off, but I, I assume that's the same with most series on Netflix and stuff now. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, that was the thing is I don't think anyone said that it was like truly, truly god-awful, but that it was just kind of like... They were for the first, before it was released. They were like, oh, this is the worst thing in the world. And you're like, none of you have seen it. Yeah, I guess that's the question. Like, you know, some people had really high expectations for it and it, it didn't meet their expectations. And then others um, others really hoped for it to be really terrible. And it wasn't really terrible, but I just it wasn't very good. And people have are yeah. so attached to the original movies that something that isn't very good compared to the original movies. I didn't I didn't see it, but Well, if you've read if you've read the books and then you read the and you've seen the film, the films are an abomination to to the books as well. A lot of people say that, yeah. Yeah. But like it's all it's all it's what what you like, isn't it? That's true. That's true. Do you get the chance to interact or network with a lot of YouTube creators or or uh to talk with them no. personally? No, no. <laughs> sort of a no. cutthroat dog dog kind of world. I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> I mean, I talked to a few smaller people. I talked to Dick Masterson every now and again on Twitter, but nah, not with not with not with those people. I mean, I've had shout outs from them, so they know they they know who you are and they know about your content. People know who I am, yeah, because I I know they know who I am as well. Because if they, I make a video and they immediately make something about the same thing, uh-huh. I don't want to sound arrogant, but I, I make things first and then coincidentally <laughs> the video. Or the same subject gets made. Can you give me an, just a, an example? Like maybe not, you don't have to name names if you don't want, but like, uh, but which which ones are they tracking with after you? Tim Pool. It's... I know for a fact he's copied me because he. I found out something. I can't remember what, exactly what it was. I found out something that like I scooped it. It wasn't me just finding it out. Like yeah, uh, yeah. I found out about this thing about Hunter Biden, and then he made a video about it. Oh wow. Like, and it got fucking ten thousand views in about two hours. That's like one of the quickest view, view like views things that I ever done. And like, and he started. He made a video about the same topic. And you're like, okay, you saw that video, then did you, buddy? <laughs> infamous, infamous. Yeah. What are you? Uh, do you have any goals for the channel? Like, are you trying to grow it? Is this something that you do on Not the side? Banned. What's that? Don't get banned. Not get banned. I am trying to grow it. Well, my what's my estimated revenue? Eight pound eighty, eight dollars eighty, which is about five five pounds. So that, that's for the last twenty eight days. Oh, that's a nice cup of coffee. I don't get, I don't get good adverts on here. No, <laughs> I can imagine not. I get the shit adverts, and even then, I don't get all of. Well, I mean, like, do you obviously like? I don't see you. Like, do you want to grow the channel? Do you want to? I mean. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. YouTube is a relatively new field for me that I usually just mostly use for my, you know, use for my my podcast at the moment. I'd love to grow it. You'd love to, but okay. I don't think YouTube would ever let me. No, they don't. They don't. Uh, I keep gaining. I keep gaining traction, and then they keep on starting bullying me. They, like, like I didn't really get banned for bullying, cyberbullying Joe Biden. Right. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Like, do you it's think it's not real? Right. right? <laughs> like, it's not. How oh, they put it back on? Oh, wow. They give it. They gave it back. My videos back up. Which one? My no serious guys until you're thirty. The one that I was talking to. I got, actually got banned. Oh. it's been reinstated. They must have reinstated it when they remonetized me. Well, you know that that you, I think oh, I looked. Wow. This. Congratulations! <laughs> yeah, like, I just noticed that when I was looking forward, looking there. Nah, never. That's weird. They've never done that before. Oh, well, maybe maybe the new CEO is a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he is. I'd love to grow it, but I just don't see don't see it happening. Because every time, I, I think when you start gaining subs at an alarming rate, the, the, your 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 channel is flagged. 
because then that's when the bullying starts. Like, because I gained, like, I did something, I can't remember what video it was, and then I gained, like, um, I gained, like, a thousand subscribers in a day. And then, um, then I got, uh, like, I started getting all my, I think they do a channel check on you when that, that happens. And I started getting all my videos, like, age-restricted. Like, like, oh. the 18 plus thing. Like, it just happened, like, and I, I kept on getting all these emails. I got, like, 20 videos age-restricted in the space of an hour. So it was like a human was actually watching these videos and like seething like <laughs> a weird soy at Google was like, going, Oh my God, it's fucking Nazi. Like that was going to be my question. Like, do you actually have someone watching you? Cause obviously I think, well, you do. Yeah. You, you really do because you can tell Is that, like- that it's the same person as well. Cause they keep on, they deny you appeals in 10 seconds. Oh, so you get a, which is not supposed to happen. You get a caseworker assigned to you. Yeah, but you can't ever see them or speak to them. Right, and you can tell that they use them because, like, they're they're like, especially when they're doing the channel review because they're picking on the videos that you're doing, like that that like if they're it's like they're con they're age restricting the trans videos that you're making. They're leaving the other ones alone, but they're constantly looking, and you can tell it's like the same person doing this because it's happening on the same day in an hour or so. Somebody's just sitting watching your videos. Didn't you make a video addressing your the person who was banning you? Didn't didn't I see one of those where you're talking specifically to the person who was assigned to watch your account? That sounds familiar. Oh, I have made a video. Yeah, it's not specifically about that, but I have I have said that in a video. Like, fuck off, leave me alone. <laughs> Do you think a comedy is going to be increasingly banned from YouTube? Who people who ask? Yes. Yeah. Just say more about that. Yeah. Well, it just is. <laughs> Unless, unless it's, um, unless it's uh, like um, approved comedy. Approved comedy isn't funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, but, like women like, comedians. Exactly. There's never been a wo- funny woman comedian. <laughs> what? No, a woman has never said anything funny, <laughs> let alone be a comedian. Unless it was a trans, unless it was a trans woman, then it was a man. Oh yeah, then they're hilarious. <laughs> Because they're men. <laughs> that's what that. That's what should happen next. We should have a woman stand-up comedian who is trans, and she'll just fucking kill it every single time, and they'll all get real angry. <laughs> that's like Christopher Hitchens used to say that women are not funny. I wonder what he'd say about that. They're not. So he's right. <laughs> they're not. They're, I mean, women are not funny. They do not understand jokes. <laughs> I mean, like, <coughs> the whole thing about like like online discourse with a woman is like if you annoy her, she just go, "Oh, you've got a small dick." <laughs> oh, well, well done. And you're like, <laughs> you've gone down to the universal universal value, one unit of value a woman understands. Set good, good, good. Well done. Immediately. Right. Just like, you're- oh, he's an incel. And you're like, ah. Uh, I wasn't saying anything about sex or whether I was and never had whether I lived in a basement or something like that. You immediately call me an incel because I disagreed with something totally unrelated to sex. Well done, woman. Right. I can. I, so that's. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I can confirm that's always what happens with uh, with online every single every time. single time. Every single time. In fact, Kevin Samuels, rest in peace, was he was the one who came up with sign language, which shame, insults, guilt, and the need to be right. Like because that's how it always would unfold. Is you know, when you get into online conflict with a woman, first comes the shame. And if you make it through the shame, then you get the insults and then you get the guilt and then you get the persistent yeah. need to be right. And then she leaves. And I've seen this play yeah. out so many times. Every time. Every time. Every time. 
In fact, I, right. in fact, I almost track it. Like I tell I, when I get into comment discussions, like uh, on Instagram or Twitter, I always call it like that is the first step of a four step per- pattern. I bet you can make the all four steps. I believe in you. They don't yeah. like. That. I mean, even even when you're actually explaining this online, they will then chime in and go, "Well, you're an incel," and you're like, "Yeah, that's literally what I've just said that you were going to do, <laughs> and you, then you did it. Yes. Well done, <laughs> right? Because you're not very smart or funny." <laughs> right and this is this gets back to the whole like taking it all this is something that i fall into is that is that i can often take these things a little bit too seriously and i've had my my buddy tim shout out tim you know point that out to me in various ways that like it is it is uh it is very easy to get sucked into these online discussions and debate and forget that there's a world out there where it's like it's actually real people instead of what might be bots or artificial intelligence mm. or whatever you know, behind behind a, a a face or an avatar that you can't actually see if it's mm. a person or not. And the person you're probably talking to is retarded. <laughs> you should always remember that online. It's like there's a almost a hundred percent chance that that person is a fucking idiot who's not <laughs> going to understand even vaguely simple concepts. I will. I, I don't usually. Now I will take that into consideration. Like maybe the person that yeah. I'm talking to is actually autistic and doesn't doesn't understand humor in that in that there's kind a, of way. There's an extremely high chance of it. Extremely high. Excellent. It really does ruin. Uh, that's why I don't reply to people very much. I like. I like to try and like sort of like I mute a lot of people because I'll just say something that I know will annoy them, and then I'll come back to it and watch them. I, I I won't get any notifications for it. And I'll come back and I've replied about five times, like going, "Well, I don't, I don't think you're wrong." Blah 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 blah. blah. You like, well, <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> like, I just don't see why people would waste all this time on being angry on the internet. I don't either. I don't either. Like I'll respond sure. to people, but I won't. I won't go onto someone's. I won't go onto someone's wall and like start noise with them. I don't understand people who do that. No, I don't understand why anybody would carry it on and they wouldn't like. Because you look at some of these conversations, they're like on Twitter. Because I don't use any anything else than Twitter nowadays, and like, I, and they're just there's like twenty twenty comments things, and you're like, come on. Surely, at like comment two, you're like, oh, this is getting a bit long. And it's like I'm talking to somebody I don't know, and none of this matters. Why am I wasting this time? Why am I wasting this time? Right. And it can't. Like, it can be quite a waste of time too. Well, it's all a waste of time. Everything you do online is a waste of time. Even even like me posting like mocking people and whatnot, it's still a waste of time. But I find it funny. And it's like and the, I know, but the other people there, I know they're not finding it. They're not. They're not finding it fun. They're like screaming about how the Democrats are destroying the country and we're all and they're gonna make us all gay. And it's like you're like, well, it's like you're imagining like a leftist raping you, and it's like, and then you're really upset about it. And it's like, and it's like, are you having fun, buddy? Is this fun for you? And it's like, what do you another thing that I kind of like to say to people online, it's like, because they're like, oh well, you've gotta you've gotta like do something about it. It's like, what are you doing? You're talking on Twitter. Yeah, and like never, they never reply to that. They like, I, I don't know whether they realize that they're idiots or they just move on to the next thing. Well, I think people just want they want their opportunity to kind of bully people around, and when you actually push back, it's like, oh, okay, I don't have anything to say to that. No, yeah, well, that, don't get me wrong. I enjoy bullying. That's, <laughs> that's all. I, that's all the internet is for. But <laughs> bully, bully the weak is my motto. <laughs> but like, but <laughs> but like. I, I don't I don't I don't understand this seething. I don't understand because if you're not having fun, I, mean, I can see that you're not having fun if you 
all, all leftists are satanic and they're all, they're going to kill your kids and have sex with all the, all the children. And you're like, wow, that's a, that's a rip roaring time you're having over there, imagining that. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> can I join your gang? It sounds fun. Like, can we, we hang out? We, yeah, are we just going to imagine, are we just going to talk about kids being raped? And you're like, <laughs> that sounds fun. And it's like, I, there are people who will do that. Like all of Matt Walsh and Tim, Tim Pool's followers, that's all they do online. It's true. They just sit there talking about, oh, the kids, the kids, the kids. <laughs> I guarantee most of them don't even have fucking children. Right. <laughs> it's like, and it's like, they're I just don't, I don't, there are certain bits that I just can't, I mean, I think it's funny that these people are being, I mean, I don't like the grifting, but I think it's funny that these people fall for it because if you fall for something, you deserve it. But like, I mean, you shouldn't really take advantage of them, but yeah, I don't know. Well, no, I, I, don't, know, I don't feel any sympathy, but I don't think you should be doing it. No, I, I, I agree. And in fact, I find myself wondering like how many people listening to this podcast Will will fall will fall into the very traps that we're that we're talking about. Oh, many, many, <laughs> many, many. I made a Jordan Peterson video mocking Jordan Peterson for crying constantly because he's a bitch. <laughs> and like, and then uh, the amount of comments like, "Oh, well, you know, how dare you talk about Jordan Peterson like that?" And you're like, he told he told told everybody to sort of like, "Oh, be a man, buy my book about lobsters." And it's like, "Oh, clean your penis." And then it's like, and then he gets in a fucking Russian cut. You're like, "Oh, but." The, ignore the fact I love benzos so much. I'm going to put myself in a coma in Russia <laughs> with them because their benzos are so cool. But you, you should sort your life out, bucko. And you're like, because <laughs> he pretends to be like a normal person. Like Tim Pool is super autistic, a super autistic little weird emo kid. And it's like, Jordan Peterson pretends to be a respectable man. True. He, I think he. Uh, I think that is a, that is a good point that a lot, a lot of people raise is that it's very difficult to be telling people to sort out your lives. But I mean, to to his credit, like I think he's, they're all degenerates. <laughs> they're all like, oh, you should all, you should uh, let me tell you how to fix my life, fix your life. All of them are like this. Yeah. But Jordan Peterson is the worst because he comes across as like a granddad, and like for years everybody thought, ah, oh, he's. Uh, I actually kind of I didn't really like him because he fucking cried like a baby all the time that's a new thing like, that's a new thing though no no he cried a lot like 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 in his journeys when he went real viral with his joe rogan podcast he cried in those and i was like well i'll let him off once and then he did it again you like, know well yeah i don't know he seems to be like a woman and then they cried now he cries constantly because he's brain damage from benzo <laughs> but he is. I'm not. I'm not even joking. He is. He's got severe brain damage. Now he's like, oh, everybody who's anonymous online should go to jail. Yeah, that I'm not a fan. That I mean, to, like when I when I started getting very active on Twitter, I did under I did come to understand some of what he said, which was that you know it's very difficult when you post something. Like imagine you have millions of followers, like Jordan Peterson does, and you want you have or or any content creator of of his or a similar scale. And you actually want to interact with the people who are who are serious instead of just the reply guy with with some sort of avatar. You know, I, I understood the desire. Like, can I just? Is there some way that I can comb through all of these to interact with the people on this global network who are very serious, as opposed to the ones who just want to start trouble? Like, is there some way to put the people who are anonymous in a separate mm-hmm. category for people who are not? 
And so I, I did understand that. And at the same time, like I just came across, I mean, and, and, and I think there yeah, was, but that's not why, right. I mean, that's not why he was after what, because John and Peterson never said anything about online anonymity, but they, the trigger point was when he came back and he became Jewish and Jordan <laughs> Peterstein, he signed for the Daily Wire and Mr. Peterstein decided oh, to do an interview with Benjamin Netanyahu. Yeah, that was not and, received well. And then tell him, ah, oh, Israel's amazing, isn't it? It's, 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 have you looked at that video's like ratio? <laughs> like, yeah. It's got like nearly 150,000 dislikes and 73,000 likes. Oh, wow. And it's like, like his entire community hated it and started bullying him in the comments. And then by co- total coincidence, he wanted everybody unmasked. Oh, is that, anonymous. is that That's what did why. it? Okay. He tried to wrap it up into a, into a, um, like, into a, um, uh, a business-like um, meaning, but that was the actual reason because it was coincidentally the day after that happened. Oh, that was like that was when the anonymous troll demons comments started yeah, coming yeah. out. Okay. Yeah, that's when he started seething because everyone was like, "Why the fuck are you talking to this guy?" Yeah, that's what he did. I don't care what anybody thinks of Jews or whatever. And it's like this looks fake. Uh, it is fake. Got it. Because you're just trying to please your new boss because he's just giving you ten million dollars. Is that how much he got from Daily Wire? I think so. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, that that makes a lot of sense because I remember when that anonymous troll demon thing, those comments kind of kind of happened, and it was like, it was uh, everyone that I know reacted really <laughs> yeah. strongly to it because like, wait, why are we doing this? Because you know, I have a lot of Bitcoin guests on, and we talk about that about the need for online anonymity, like you have to be able yeah. to have that in central in digital currencies and and all that stuff. So privacy is a real concern for a lot of people, and so that he was suddenly talking about making everything not anonymous anymore was like wait what's going on there so i understand now what's driving that yeah and the, the dumb thing is is that he lives in canada and he got his i think i don't know whether he got his medical license taken off him for comments on the internet that's a good point <clears throat> but but because he's so butthurt about everybody going what the fuck jordan <laughs> like no one wants to see this shit <laughs> like I don't want to see some Benjamin Netanyahu, one of the most corrupt people in the entire world, whether you like Israel or not. And right. it's, like, it's like I don't want you to absolutely be fucking on your knees. It's a whole. The video is entitled "Does Israel Deserve to Exist?" You said lay it on a bit thinner, maybe. It's like I don't know. It's like this was after he like, had gone on stage in, in Israel and was crying and saying that the the world was was in Israel's hands or something like that. But, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's crying. I, I've lost track of his crying recently. Yeah, yeah. Although I did like it when he was crying. I mean, he went, he discovered live music existed the, the, the other week. Did you see that? No. And he was on a podcast. I think he was on Joe Rogan in, on his return. And he's like crying his eyes out. Like, oh, this guy, <laughs> this guy, he was, he was playing this amazing music. And like the, the, the crowd was going wild. But unfortunately for him, his daughter... Um, had posted the video of, of that um, bar he was in, and, and it was a country music bar, uh-huh. and the and it was terrible, and there was no crowd, so they kept on showing like the Joe Rogan where he's like weeping, going, "This was the best music I've ever heard in my life," and then it like cut to the bar, and it's like this guy is playing bass really badly, and it's like dong 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 dong, and he's like, and then there's the crowd was going crazy, and there's like three people there going. Hmm. This is shit. <laughs> like, and then he's like, oh, I'm Jordan Peterson. And this is, I mean, again, again, we come back to the whole notion of, um, you know, of the, of the online 
the online grift, you know, by, by creating a simul something simulated and making a big deal out of it, you turn everything and, and it kind of goes both ways too, because you have the, you know, let's create a moment that doesn't really exist. And like, that's what Brian Williams did. Like I was there in the helicopter and the bombs were exploding around of us, around us. It's like, yeah, yeah. that didn't happen, Brian Williams. And then so, and so you kind of create this moment and then you have the outrage cycle on the other side of it that other people are profiting off of as well. So yes. it's like, that didn't happen. And it's just like, this, it just really, this is all really landing for me as a way like, wow, like the internet is, is crazy. It's really crazy. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I think it's good. I remember Joe Rogan, when I, when I used to listen to him before he went a bit shit, he said in 30 years time, it's like we're going to look back at how we behaved on the internet and we're going to go, well, Jesus Christ, what savages. Yeah. And I think, I think it's going it's it's, it's to calm down. Well, eventually it's going to get start really regulated and policed eventually probably. But I think people will act like, so I, I don't think a lot of people know how to deal with the internet. Well, say more about I mean, I agree with you, but say more about that. Well, because they believe everything. <laughs> they they yeah, literally right. do believe everything. It's like you say something, they're like, oh, okay. And you're like, there's no, there's no questioning it. It's like someone, like COVID, like COVID. COVID, uh, is this going to get played on you? Are you going to put this on YouTube? Uh, Probably, yes. All right. So COVID was totally real and like, <laughs> and like really, really legitimate. And everybody should get vaccinated at least 30 times. But... <laughs> Like when you were looking through, like there there were people who were who were um, like looking, <laughs> like even the people who actually knew it was kind of a bit of a well, even when they knew it was totally fake, like the 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 dumb shit they would believe and post, yeah. just sort of like, oh god, that that's why people think you're we're conspiracy theorists. Right. Because of you <laughs> believing everything you fucking see on Telegram. Oh yeah, for sure. But I don't, know, I don't know how you can stop it either. Because again, it's autism. A lot of people have autism, and maybe maybe take the internet off autistic people. Need <laughs> a breathalyzer for the internet. Yeah, a humor test. <laughs> Do you understand that this is funny? <laughs> I, I think that would solve a lot. I think it would actually. If you understand, <laughs> do you understand humor? Can you see that there's a, a person trying to tell the tell a joke on the other side of this, yeah. or is it all so damn serious? Do you understand that if Libs of TikTok shows you a video of a drag queen dancing in front of a child, that doesn't mean every single person who votes Democrats rapes babies? Huh. Do you understand that? Because mm. I don't think I, I don't think they do. I don't think they understand this anymore. Because I look, I look at the comments. Of these, I don't even. I look at through the comments of these people, like lives of TikTok, and like because that's just turned into the worst account possible. Because that was funny before. That was funny, and now it's like not funny at all. There's another account. There's a, a kid from Boston, young white kid, maybe in his twenties, and he was really funny. I think it was during COVID. He has this kind of bitter attitude, but he's gone from being like a. He's gone. It's kind of from being like a, a frustration, a performance that he does out of frustration to like a bit. Now it's an act. Now it's a character, and it's kind of become, it's kind of become productized. It's become, it's it, it's kind of just what he does now, as opposed to you know yeah. what I'm just I'm upset, so I'm just going to rant into you know <coughs> TikTok for thirty seconds, and it's going to be entertaining. Mm. But now it's like a performance. Now it's a now it's a business, and I think that there's a I think once things make that shift from something that's created out of the pure desire to entertain mm -hmm. into something that's like, 
become productized like TM, you know, or like that's when that shift happens. And I really don't like it when that happens. But people become fake, well, no, I guess. Because this is this is kind of dangerous with these type of things as well, because it's like militarizing people. Because I'll, I'll use Libs of TikTok as an example, because that's just turned up into straight anti-gay, like anti-gay uh, like account now. It's just doesn't like gay people. Mm. And it's like, it's very, and I, well, I like bullying gay people as much as anybody else because <laughs> it's funny. And it's like, and I, I'm up for bullying and making fun of anybody. I don't give a, I don't give a shit what you get up to in in your life. I just I, I could not give less of a fuck. But if I find something that you do funny and I see it online, I will laugh at it. That's just how it is. But I don't. They, there's no humor in that Libs of TikTok account. It's just like placing videos and going, look, this is what the left are doing. They're all having sex with children. And you're like, no, that's just a gay guy. <laughs> and they're like, no, he's rapist. He's a child rapist. And like, no, I don't think he is. It's like, it's, it's just a gay guy. <laughs> like, it's straight up weird now. But then the, the, their engagement is through the roof. And it's just people going, oh, these are demonic. They're all demonic weirdos. And you're like, ah, oh, fucking no, buddy. <laughs> I don't really care. I wonder what are you going to do about it? I think I think there is a I, I get that for sure that there's a there's a point where it just again it becomes a game for its own sake you know where it's like mm. wow I can make a lot of money off of this and this this is what we're talking about like once someone realizes that with with an act or with a bit or with a character or whatever that they can make a lot of money off of it it sort of loses it loses that humanity it loses that thing that like and and everything becomes I guess objectified and I see this happen. I see this happen in my in my business with the subjects that I talk about with with guys who talk about masculinity. I'm going to talk about, talk mm. about femininity, where it's like you know Jack Murphy was a part of it. It's like you know I don't know who he was before he started. Why well, we all unfortunately I guess we do know, okay. but yeah. <laughs> but you know a lot of guys get into the space and they they have some success talking about this series of subjects, and then suddenly they become like experts, or they become uh, or they become. There's a, there's a hardness, there's a hard shell that kind of develops around them where they become caricatures of themselves or they become characters. And once they become characters on the stage and they lose all the aspects that make them interesting in three-dimensional people, that's when the grift starts. And that's when the, the profits mm. really start rolling in. And that's the part that I think that it's easy, to, it's easy to miss if you're not paying attention. If you're paying attention, you can see it happen. Right. But if you're not paying attention, then just like this guy I've been following forever just suddenly starts, you know, like lives of TikTok was really funny at first. And now it's just a straight up, I don't know, like a, you say it's a gay, a gay hate account. I don't follow them, but I see some of the comments that go around. But I can think of dozens of examples of that mm. where someone starts out saying something, being a three dimensional person. And then very quickly they become two dimensional. And as soon as they discover the angle that makes them the, mo- right, the yeah, most money. Monet- yeah. You've got to go for the monetization straight away. It's like Matt Walsh. Mm. Matt Walsh used to be quite funny. You're like, not, not, not sort of boomer funny. Like, I mean, he's not a boomer, but he's like, he's kind of like appealed to Trump boomer type people. Yeah. It's sort of amusing in a way. Like, not, nothing you'd actually remember, but kind of like, okay, it's kind of funny. I'll follow him. Mm-hmm. And then, then he's just become like, like weirdly anti trans. I mean, I don't. In, I mock trans people all the time. I don't really care. Like, they, I mean, if you want to fucking dress up as a woman and pretend you're a woman, go for it. I, why would I care? Mm. Got nothing to do with me. I wouldn't let you live in my house. But like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, it doesn't matter. But it's like every post is like just because they know it will get through the roof engagement and it will make people seethe. And I just think I don't know because like 
the thing with um, television is that it had limits. Right. Like the thing with the internet, and I'm not saying you need internet limits or but need, but because it has no real limits, everything is much more extreme. Like the outrage you used to put on the TV was about, like in my country, it was about illegal immigrants and like, like coming over the channel and stuff like that in boats and stuff like that. And they're like, we're all outraged about that. And it's like, but it's only very mild outrage because you can't really say too much because there's legal laws about what you can do on television. Mm-hmm. But on the internet, it's, all, it's a free-for-all. So you can just basically almost, like, well, you can't, you can't call for people to get murdered. But you can almost call for people to get murdered because you can insinuate it like, like that people don't, these people don't deserve to live, mm-hmm. which is kind of what half of these people are doing. And you're like, so where are you taking it to the extreme, like totally, totally weird extreme because there's nowhere for you to go now. Yeah. You have to keep on upping the ante. That's the thing with them. They have to keep on going now. Yep. I mean, once they finish the trans thing, they'll have to find somewhere or something else. But I don't, I mean, the trans thing is so funny. I just don't think, like, I, I, I mean, there's a lot of astroturfing as well. Don't get me wrong, because this trans thing came out of nowhere. Yeah. Coincidentally, as soon as Obama took office, I wonder why that might be. <laughs> but like, it's it's not a coincidence. No, I don't think so. But, I mean, it's really I, uh, it's really ramped up. It's it's kind of wild, actually. That like, mm. why in, in the in the course of just a just a few short years, it's suddenly become like a major thing. It's mm. every day you're hearing about this, and I find that absolutely baffling. That big Mike Obama. <laughs> I'm not joking. I, that's a man. Well, hey, that's, that's a fucking what, man. That's, that's what Joan Rivers said. It is a man. <laughs> and it's not a coincidence that all of this shit happened when he started turning up and run, and run America. <laughs> it isn't a coincidence. Because <laughs> it's exactly the time that this all started like fucking taking, taking shape. Do you, think, do you think Trump just drove everyone even more insane, though? I think they drove... I, I think that... Fucking around, I, I, it's the boomers. They, they will not fucking die. And I think a lot. And the, there's there's a lot more things like like all of this insanity is is fueled very much by this on a state level. Like, well, well, on a, well, I don't know whether you say state, you say federal level because state means like yeah, government to us. But it's not for you because it's a different name. But federal level, let's say for American people. But <clears throat> all this fuel is because the dollar is collapsing. Everything is on on the verge of collapse. And it's like, like I, I don't know what inflation is like over here, but everything price has doubled over here. Yeah. And it's like, but we're supposed to be more angry about trans people for some reason, mm. even though my money is literally worth half what it was this time last year. And it's like, uh, then Brazil, Russia, and China are making their own new currency. So that's... So, petrodollar is fucked is gone and like once that comes online oh and africa as well they're all joining forces to make a new currency and it's like they but they don't tell you about that that's never reported it yeah. at all ever is it and it's like but you've got to fucking scream about dylan mulvaney and his bud light sponsorship that's so cool so i think a lot of this is pushed i mean i don't i don't think i don't think tim pool and stuff I don't, I don't think they're like government employees I think there are people who um, take advantage of like these things, but I think there's a lot of there's a lot of like um, 
sort of like federal encouragement for these issues to be pushed over what is actually happening. That's a really good point. Because I think, I, I strongly believe COVID was um, to, there's something to, like, that they need an excuse for the ultra collapse that is coming. Well, if you, uh, I should send you a link to a podcast that I did, uh, that I did with a friend of mine. His name is, he's an anon- another anonymous creator, which have been some of the best conversations I've had. His name is Laser Hoddle. And we did a five hour, five, five, he's a big Bitcoin guy. And we did a five hour conversation about that very topic because he had kind of cracked the code about how um, COVID was a cover for a nation, a, a global monetary reset. Like that's actually, yeah, so that's it, what I think. Exactly. But I don't think it worked. I mean, they, but they're still kind of stumbling along with it. Like they're still trying to push it, right? Like, like I don't think they're going to give up on it because they have their... Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't think that I, I, I don't think they thought half of it through. Is it, do you think so? Because that's the, what I've been trying to figure out. It's like if this is the big evil master plan, like why is it so clumsy and obvious? Because they're idiots. <laughs> I mean, you've got people like Nancy Pelosi. You have the best I mean, answers look for at them. They are all stupid. I mean, it's like you've got Joe <laughs> Biden. You've got fucking and the person who's actually president, Susanna Rice, is also an idiot. And it's like, like. They're all stupid and they all think, and they're all women. A lot of them are women and women can't plan anything. <laughs> it's like, but, and the other thing is China and Russia. I don't think, half of the, half of the fucking country doesn't want, half of the world doesn't want anything to do with this shit. True. True. That's the thing. You've only got a certain point of way. Western civilization is gone. I think, I think we're going to have to face up to that. Next 10 years are going to be very odd. Because the dollar's going to lose all its money, all its all its value. So, which means sterling is going to lose all its value. Euro is going to collapse, which it already has. The thing is, they've learned nothing from two thousand and eight. They carried on exactly. That was yeah. that was all. Like n- nobody made any fuss about the fact they bailed everything out with fake money, printed more money, and then just carried on as though it was as though nothing had happened. And then, then it's got to this point where they had to do something like COVID because they had to have a cover plan for it because it's going to collapse because the money cannot carry on being fake forever. Yeah. <laughs> you can't keep on. I mean, they've printed more money than they ever have in, in the past three years. They've printed more money than they ever have in the history of the world. Yeah. It's all fake. It's not real money anymore. This is this is this is actually really genuinely important. Like I think we've we've gone out of the realm of of satire and 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 now it's like we're talking about the, the people that we're, we're criticizing, the, the Tim Pools and the Jack Murphys, and to some extent the Jordan Petersons and all of these guys is like there's a way in which this ongoing outrage, dialogue, grift, whatever you want to call it, is is actively distracting from the very real, very serious, and to some extent even Ukraine. Are, are distracting from the re- very real serious problem of of global reset, global well, Ukraine col- is just stealing the last bit of money. Exactly, exactly, and like, and so I guess it helps put all the pieces together to say this is why we have to laugh at these people through this mediated reality because yeah. they're they're just jesters distracting us from the really problematic things going on. Yeah, don't. Yeah, there's no there's no point in being outraged about any of this shit because if you're not if you're not going, where's my money? Then what? What are you fucking? Then why are you outraged? Who fucking cares if some guy is in a dress? You should be asking where your fucking money is. Do you think it's easier to get outraged about a guy in a dress than because at least maybe there's the feeling that you can do something about it or 
or own the libs or whatever versus like how are we going to actually push back on this on this global reset you mean you're not owning anybody are you yeah and there's nothing you can do anyway you can't push back on any of this done just have to let it be and 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 ride it and and ride it out it's, it's done you you can't stop it because there's nothing you you can't rise up and kill them all and it's like you rise up kill them all and it's like oh great kill them all the fucking money is still worthless. They still borrowed the, everything to the hilt. They've still printed more money than it's worth. It's still all fucked. It's like the boomers have destroyed everything and they will not die. And then once they're dead, it's fucked. I actually. I mean, in America, you've got Joe Biden. He's fucking 81 years old. I know. And he's talking about running for president again. It's like the boomers will not fuck off. It's like. Nobody, I don't know what it's like in America. I don't know how it is, but like over here, it's like, it's a, it's like, it, Joe Biden could be the most competent person in the world, but it's still hilarious that you have an 81 year old president Ugh. to everyone. Doesn't matter whether you're left or right. It's still like, what the fuck is happening there? Because anybody who's 81 gets put in a home in this country. Yeah, same. I did, I honestly did not think he would survive to the midterms. I I maybe did I. Yeah, once he once like in the first couple of months when he started falling up the stairs to Air Force he One, he did it again. He did it again. I know it was like Joe Biden versus stairs. He fell off. He fell off a stationary bike. This is mortal enemy. <laughs> he fell upstairs off a stationary bike. Like yeah. the guys, the guys are incredibly talented. I didn't think he would make it to the midterms. I I I'm stunned yeah. that something that looks like him is still walking around. Yeah. Well, they're pumping him full of something. Did you see when he came out after the after the shooting in Nashville, and it was like talking about chocolate chip ice cream for like two minutes? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love this guy. I love that guy. <laughs> I actually do though. I am his biggest fan. I know. I know. I, I make sarcastic videos about it, but I really am. Oh, <laughs> he's fucking. He's fucking great. He's like, like he just does. He does you can't tell what he's up to. It's like, like he starts pissing himself. It's like laughing hysterically about children being shot. And then it's like, give me some, hey, Jack, I want some chocolate chip ice cream now. You're like, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> like, it really keeps you on your toes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he doesn't know any, he, does, he has no idea what is happening because he doesn't even know what a fucking trans person is. He has no idea, but he constantly talks about it. He's gonna, and he is, he is going to run again, probably, which, which would be hysterical. Like, this you're teaching me how to enjoy this more more than I do, right? <laughs> how to? Yeah, well, you've just got to laugh because it's fucking. It's um. I just don't understand why. I mean, I can I can't understand why somebody would be so exasperated about it and stuff like that. But it's like, in a day, you you can't change shit. It is. It, there's no there's no point in caring. It is technically it is technically still my country, but I, I you're right. Like it's it it is and it isn't. Like I I live here, but I don't know that I feel the same attachment to America. Well, it's the same here. It's like everything's fucked. It's like we've always hated all politicians here. Like I said earlier, it's like we we have a different relationship with them here, but every, we we all understand everything's equally fucked. It's just it's all fucked. Like everything is falling to pieces. This, and after COVID, everything seems to be falling at pieces at a much larger rate. Like things are not happening. Like thing, like deliveries aren't being made properly. Everything is slightly off. It just no, nothing seems to have gone. It doesn't like all like have gone back to normal. But we haven't quite gone back to normal. It's like the infrastructure is just is just teetering on the 
on the brink of total collapse. And I think it's coming. I think you're right. That's that's something. I live in Arizona. I live in Phoenix. And I've I've watched, I think of all the cities in America, Phoenix probably handled COVID the best of any city that I would want to live in. Like things slowed way down during those early days about three years ago. I would go for walks in the evening and Phoenix is is laid out like a big grid. It's just like a big grid. There's not any of those weird... Yeah, I like that about the the RC. Yeah, and so I would go for walks at night and I would be able to look down the streets in any directions and see no cars like anywhere. Mm, That was really weird. It was super weird. It was super weird. And then I've slowly gotten gotten to watch the city kind of come back to life. And now I would say it's probably back up to full speed, at least 99, 100% of the way there. But you're right. there, There is this feeling that something isn't quite right and I can't say what it is. Something's not yeah, fitting well, People somehow. don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> I mean, they don't, they don't care because the, the thing I don't think the boomers, and I do blame the boomers for this because they're the ones in charge who will not fucking let it go and they're the ones who are scared of the cold because they, because they actually might die of it. <laughs> and it's like, and they're like, like they're, they, they gave people a respite of understanding that maybe work isn't that important. Maybe my shitty job that pays me fuck all doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the one thing they did not bank on because it's given a lot of people, they gave that, have that six months off. And over here, we all got just given 80% of our money. Everybody just like, oh, well, how much you earning? Let's say 2000. Well, you can have Mm -hmm. um, 1800 a month. Like and it's like they, the government just gave us that money for seven months, and they gave us no one. That's never happened to human beings in the history of of humans right. to just go right here. You go, here's fully paid seven months holiday. I mean, we couldn't go outside or anything, but it's still a holiday, and you didn't have to do jack shit. And it's like, and they gave us that, and it was like, oh, our jobs are horrible. They're fucking awful. Yeah. And I think that's why you're going to see the infrastructure fall to pieces because nobody cares. That's a very interesting, that's a question that I've kind of sat with um, is last year during 20, during 2021 and 2022, most of the first half of 2022, there were all these people that didn't return to their everyday work a day, kind of like jobs at the drugstore or whatever. And like all these different mm. big businesses can't find people to take on these minimum wage jobs anymore. Yep. And how do you, but it actually, these people are required to make some of these, you know, businesses work. <laughs> how do you get them? How do you get them all back to work? How do you get things back to normal when people were just paid for doing absolutely nothing? You don't. You, exactly. That's the thing. You don't because the jobs are terrible. That's the thing. The jobs are awful. It's like, if you work for a company, like I, like I used to run pubs and like we, I didn't use to pay people much, but the job is kind of fun. Because you can get drunk at the end of the night, like once you're locked up and stuff like that. Mm. It's it's kind of fun, especially when you're a young person. Because I only used to employ like young girls, like eighteen year old, eighteen twenty one year olds, because they're liven up the liven up bars, and they're the perfect people to work for bars. They've got a lot of energy, sure. and like it's kind of like it's kind of like a glamorous thing to work in these bit in these businesses. So it's slightly different for those kind of businesses, and that's kind of a fun job. Because it is kind of fun because people are getting drunk and making fools out of themselves, so it's funny. <laughs> but if you want to go to like work in a shop, you're getting paid the same amount I paid the person to work the fun job, and you're like you're working in a shop and it's fucking stood in front of a till, 
just going, hello, sir. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. And then you've had seven months of it, off of it. It's like, it's going to be extremely hard to get back into that mindset of going, yeah, this is worthwhile doing. Yeah. Because you're going to go, why the fuck should I do this? Why should I do this? And why should they do it? Why should they? Especially if they've, if they've gotten paid to sit at home for a number of months because some... And the money is becoming worthless because they, have not, they are not moving the minimum wage in this country. I know yours, your, your, I do not know how yours, you work on tips and all. It's so weird. I don't know how they work with shop workers or stuff. I don't know what to pay them. I don't either. But like here we have a minimum wage, which again, which is a nice thing because they call it the minimum wage, which was never supposed to be called, it was never supposed to be used by employers as the minimum as the wage they pay you, it was supposed to be, this is the bare minimum you were paying. But the actual living wage is totally different. Yeah. But like, this is what you'll legally have to pay them. But everybody just went, no, we'll just pay them the minimum wage, which is, again, fucked up. But why would you, you can't, they're not moving it with inflation. It's like everything, like a pint of milk here, um, was where pint of milk, it was uh, 50p. Um, in 2020, it's now one pound ten. Oh wow! So it's like this is this is fucking nuts. And the and the minimum wage here was the legal minimum wage. I think was nine pound fifty two in um in 2020, and now it's ten pound fifty two. So that has not moved. It should be twenty pounds now, because the inflation inflation is going so hard. Everything is literally double the price. So. There's no point in working because you're still going to be in a hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you might as well cl- claim unemployment benefits. You're still going to be kind of fucked. And if, but like, you're not doing anything to do. You don't, you don't have to work. And if you're saving, and if you're trying to save money, and you put it in a savings account, inflation yeah. is is higher than the interest rate. So you're you're well, you've lost all your money. Yeah, you're incentivized to just spend your money rather than save it. And if you can't save your money, then you can't do something like buy a house. You can't buy a house at you know there's no chance of buying a house here yeah it's not for, not for somebody and on a minimum wage you can't you, you there would that 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 again the housing market is gone it's just so expensive because that's not bursting yeah because there aren't enough houses they're not building any more houses so the houses stay the same price and it's like well how is anybody going to ever get out of the hole they're in i don't think they're supposed to no they aren't i mean that's that's the thing the boomers have fucked everybody and I fully, do, I, I think we should round up all the boomers and just kill them <laughs> at this stage because they will not fucking die and they will not hand over the reins. That's the thing that annoys me. You've got people like Joe Biden and I think it's like, there's no way that guy should be anywhere near it. There's no way Nancy Pelosi should only have just retired. There's no way any of these people should be anywhere near anything. Yeah. Every, like you're supposed to stop about 50 and then wind back and then fuck off. <laughs> And it's like, but they, they haven't. They will not die or go away and stop taking our money. And they've ruined the world. They totally ruined the world. They did. And it's all their fault. It's hard, it's hard to argue otherwise. Like I, 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 I do offer a little bit of grace to boomers and say that they were the most uh, psyoped generation in history with mass media coming around in the 50s and 60s. Well, they psyoped themselves. It was yeah. them who psyoped each other. <laughs> exactly. But, but now the time is really necessary to wake up. But I think the big dividing line between the boomer generation and every generation that came after is they still totally trust all the institutions. 
Like, oh, the news? They love them. Why would the news lie? Oh, medicine? Medicine's great. Oh, my, my dad is like that. Oh. He was such a... I mean, he's not a dumb guy. He's like 76. He's not a stupid guy. But he doesn't really know how to use the internet. I mean, he does a bit. He knows how to use Google to find out stuff that like, he needs to know. Like, I managed to drill that into him. <laughs> but once COVID hit, he watched the BBC religiously and they were super on the hype train of COVID. They had the death ticker that yeah. CNN had as well. And he was like, oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's like, do you know anybody who's got ill? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you still think it's bad? And I'm like, yeah, well, the BBC says so. Why would they lie? And you're like, okay. And it's like, do you know anybody who's got ill from this? Still, two years later. Yeah. No. But you think it was a pandemic, do you? And you're like, well, no, I don't know. And I think he's coming around to the fact that maybe it was all a big fucking lie, but he won't admit it. I think a lot of people you know, are in that position. Yeah, I think he understands because he, he got the first vaccine. He felt like absolute shit after it, mm-hmm. like for a week, and he thought he was going to die. And I was like, oh, you probably are. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then he wouldn't get the next one. He was like, no, I'm not doing that. And you're like, ah, oh, why? Why? I thought you should have gone. Well, why, why are you being an anti-vaxxer? And he's like, oh, well, I just don't want to get it. I'm like, why? I'm like, well, I don't have to tell you about that. And you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> he's just sulking now. He's like, ah, oh, right, I. <laughs> and he's like, no, no. It was it was a bad thing that happened. You're like, well, yeah, it was because they closed the country down for absolutely no fucking reason. I'm like, no, it's, that's not right. That's not what happened. It's like, it is what happened. It's so strange to think back to what things were like just three years ago, just everything shut down, everyone freaking out. I had just moved in. I've told the story a number of times, but I, I had just moved into this apartment that I'm in right now. I had moved back. I was living in New Zealand, actually, and I had just moved back to the United States in February of 2020 before COVID happened. And I remember moving into this apartment the day the lockdowns came to Phoenix. And all I had was like a mattress and a, and a box spring. Oh, and shit. I had no fur- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I had to go, like, go figure out how to put my life back together in Phoenix after everything was shut down. And I remember through the month of February, I would go to the gym, like the big LA fitness, which is the big international, that big national Mm. chain. And very slowly people started wearing masks at the gym. And then, and then all the gyms got (laughs) shut down. And I was even staying with my dad in the gym at my dad's apartment complex, just a small little living room sized space with a couple machines and, you know, a bike. They even closed that down. I remember yeah. all that happening and like, and now we're it's like three years later and it's like, did that really happen? Like, remember that time that everyone got locked in their houses and under threat of like arrest or getting shot, you couldn't leave your house and you had to wear masks or people got really mad at you. Like, you remember that we all went- Absolutely th- insane. Insane. We all went through that and it's like, that really happened. Yeah, it did. And it was the boomers. <laughs> it was. I, it was them. I don't disagree with you. So they were terrified of dying. Is, is that it? Yeah, because yeah, because it was the old, literally because we all had the data and they could lie about all the data they wanted, but all the fucking boomers who were in charge of everything could actually see the data, and it was only their age bracket that was at risk. Yes, that's true. I don't think I don't think COVID was actually fake. I think it was a strain of coronavirus that was maybe a bit a bit dodgy, because that's happened a billion times before. It's like it happens all the fucking time and it always comes from China. And it's like, because it's a big country and it's like, it's like, it's like not to do with them like being 
I don't believe any of this lab leak shit either. That's all fucking nonsense. It was just a strain of coronavirus that they overreacted to. And then once it stopped, when, because if you remember, they, everybody was laughing at it. Yeah. At the start. And it's like you had Nancy Pelosi going down to Chinatown to make out with Chinese people. <laughs> I know. Because Trump said close Chinatown. And then they became the biggest COVID proponents. You had Boris Johnson in this country like laughing his head off that we were going to lock down the country. And then a lot of that, I mean, I do blame the boomers, but I also blame fat women because a lot of fat women on Twitter were absolutely screaming for a lockdown. And it's like uh, social media did play a part of it. Oh, yeah. Where they were like, oh, you've got to lock us down. You've got to lock us down because fat fucking women have got nothing better to do. Honestly, like... And it also also made a lot of people fucking like feel like they've gone through a war. Yeah. I think that might have been... That might have been part of a psyop to make feel... Make, oh, we need something to scar them like, uh, like World War II did. I agree. I, I think COVID was primarily driven by nurses, flight attendants, and school teachers, all hysterical women. And there's a book about this by Dr. Mark McDonald called, I think it's called State of Fear. And he talks about how the only reason COVID was able to happen as a pandemic was because there were so many weak men that weren't able to check hysterical women all the way up to the very top, like all the way up to the very, yeah. very top. Like, no, you just have to stand up to the hysterical women and we'll be... slap them. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> stop, no. stop short of that. No, don't. <laughs> no, I'm deadly serious. Anybody, <laughs> all of these fucking teachers, and that's another, uh, first, if they come to revolution, teachers first against the wall. <laughs> I agree. All of them. I agree. Uh, I've never seen a lot of sh- like worse people. And they're women, of course. The flight attendants. And they think they're, they think they're heroes. And they're, they're paid well for doing absolutely fucking nothing. Right. For being babysitters. Oh, and kids can't even, they can't read or do math or, or at grade level anymore all across the country. It's been happening in the United States for years. Well, women can barely read or do math. <laughs> How do you expect them to teach you? That's true. That's true. <laughs> I think flight attendants are actually worse. I think that was actually, to see the videos coming out and to, to fly, especially in 2020. I never had anything like that, though. I flew to Portugal there and they said, and, and they, they, they said, oh, you need to wear a mask. And they said, I'm not wearing a mask. And they just went, oh, okay. That's just left me alone. Is that on the airline? Yeah. Amazing. Nobody made me like that's the thing. It's like because in this country it was not mandatory. It was they they said it was mandatory, which is not a law. And like nobody and the, and nobody ever and also you weren't really legally you shouldn't be telling people to do anything either. Like like but I mean I know a lot of people. I think a lot like you watched a lot of those videos where people were antagonizing others to do stuff. So I just didn't wear a mask at any point. I've never worn one. And you just walk around and like nobody ever did anything. There was a customer in a shop who said, why aren't you wearing a mask? And I was like, because I don't want to. And then, they, and then they went, well, you should. And I was like, well, I'm not going to. And then they just walked off and left me. So Good luck. that was the only interaction I ever had with anybody about it because it's just like, what are you going to... That, that said, I'm quite a big guy. So it's like, you probably wouldn't want to pick on me and like try and bully me. But... Like, I don't, I don't know. And I had never, I had never had any of those experiences. I just didn't want to do it. If anybody asked me about, would, it, would you wear a mask? Like, no. And that was the end of the conversation. Interesting. Okay. Because I didn't ever put, like, because like, you see, you saw a lot of those videos where, like, no, I don't want to. And then they, they'll, they'll explain why. It's like, don't explain why. Just say no. Mm-hmm. 
And then they, they can't go anywhere from there. It's like, no, I'm not doing that. And they're like, mm, oh, okay. And then they'll move on to somebody else to bully. Yeah, in the United States, like if you, you would get kicked off of airlines, people got, you know, if you're on the ground, they would, you know, turn the plane around and kick you off the flight and then you can never fly on those airlines. Yeah. Yeah, people, people went crazy about it. I mean, but again, I don't <clears throat> know whether that's real. That's true. Because I, I wasn't there. saw a lot of that. And I don't know whether there's a lot that is fed to make you scared it's true. of things. Like there's a lot of things like they have fake trials, don't they? Like, like to make you scared of speaking your mind. Like I don't think, you know, that meme trial, that guy who's getting sentenced to jail. No. Because he posted that. Um, Dylan, uh, was it Doug Mackey? Uh, he called himself Ricky Vaughn. Oh, okay. Um, he got sentenced. He posted that meme meme about um, Democrats should go vote by text. <laughs> oh, and I now, did hear now he got, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now he's been convicted of court. That's not real. That's that's a fake trial. Uh, I do not believe that at all because there's no law in the land which would, which would do that. They've got him on in- election interference, and I don't think that's correct. That's that's they're 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 just because it's a blank. It's like I don't think half of these things are real. I think they're all little psyops to make you think and be scared. Like I think half of these things you saw about COVID, none of that happened because it didn't fit with any of them I've ever seen. So it was all staged. Yeah, well, a lot of it was staged because I. Uh, there's a lot of astroturfing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't like Dylan Mulvaney. He's like, if you look into his um his background, he he's a he's um an ex Broadway actor who worked on um, the Book of Mormon, and um then he um uh, it, he seems to have failed to get a job and just suddenly like so he only had a few subscribers and suddenly he had over a million within the space of a month. And it's like, oh, okay. Like he's a CIA plant or FBI plant. I don't know. They all seem like plants to me. And all this rage about COVID and stuff like that. It's like, because none of it made any sense. Because why would the person get rage and then like come right close to somebody? Mm -hmm. Because I never saw any of that. And I I carried on living my life exactly the same way as I always did, apart from having no business because they closed it. Mm -hmm. But like, like I just did went to the shops all the time. I went. I did exactly what I what, what I was allowed to do. I was walking around all the time. The police never did anything. I never saw a policeman, like because they were supposed to be patrolling everywhere. And it's like I think I think it was it was all self police by fear. So you think it was all? That's, I mean, I that's I think a lot of it probably was. Like I know, for example, like in uh, Australia, you have some incidents. I think you have some incidents, but I saw all of these incidents about people like, like, like these people like going, "Oh, you've got to wear a mask," and then getting right in somebody's face, and it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. If that person really cares about wearing a mask, then they're scared of a virus. So why are they getting in the face of somebody? Oh, I mean, I know I they're stupid, but it makes absolutely no sense. They understand the concept of a virus hitting their mouth and breathing it in. Said he wouldn't get that close to somebody. I mean, do you think? But you saw hundreds of videos like that. Do you think that just you know? Do you think that maybe like the people are just unhinged authoritarians and and they just need to bully rather than actually like they don't actually. Well, I think there's an element of that, yeah, yeah. But I don't think it was as widespread as the internet made you think. I mean, I I completely can I can get down with all of that because again, like that that that's the scariest thing about COVID is that everyone got forced into their homes and interacted with reality exclusively through screens. 
So you said mm-hmm. you said earlier that you know COVID forced all the you know low wage workers like home and and they you know, they they learned that they could just get money from the government for free rather than showing up for a, a crappy job. And I think that and I also have talked about in other in other <coughs> situations that I think COVID really changed the way that white collar workers will will do their jobs. Like why should I go to an, a, a BS office anymore when I can just telecommute mm. on Zoom all day? And I think that was an unforeseen consequence. But I think another another unforeseen that's fucked the office as well. And praise God, there's for, no productivity. Praise God for that, though. Like, I mean, I, I, oh, yeah. I mean, like, I think offices are, are generally terrible environments anyway. Like the office, yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I think another one that you just highlighted is that you know everyone started consuming reality through their screens, whether it be their phone, their laptop, or their iPad, for or the first time as well for a lot of people. Exactly, and it's like, and so now, three years later, or two years since the rock, who knows? The lockdowns ended at different times around the world, but now everyone's still glued to their screens to all mm. these little dancing gestures who make all this noise about <laughs> meaningless kind of topics, and we're still paying attention to them. Like they matter, yeah. And I think for the first time, a lot of boomers as well. Like that's that, that is a good point because these people never never interacted with the internet at all. Oh, interesting. I think a lot of them they believe. Like that goes back to when I said a lot of these people believe everything they see because they they have no experience. Like I don't know about you, but I've been on the internet since like the early two thousands. Oh yeah, and it's like like <laughs> I've been like laughing at people for ever since, for years on here. I mean, that's what it was for yeah. to start with. And then women turned up and ruined it. <laughs> but uh, they did. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then they started trying to police everything. It was the women. It's like we were, all the boys were having a good time laughing at stuff and going, ah, oh, look at these nerds. And then the women turned up and going, actually, that's offensive. And it's like, <laughs> I don't want you to say it. And then they started fucking everything up. <laughs> and they really did. We had it good for a minute, didn't we, guys? Yeah, we had it great. The golden era of just constant bullying and just being being bros. And then women women ruined it once again. Good job, women. Thank you. Good job. That's why I fucking love the trans movement, because fuck women. We're going to take over your spaces. Fuck you. I think you may have talked me into, into being a fan of this now. <laughs> yeah, I am a big trans. I always say in my videos, I am a staunch trans ally. It's not sarcasm. <laughs> it's actually true. <laughs> like, We're just taking back the spaces. For the wrong reasons. <laughs> but like, I do support them. Like, <laughs> We're taking back the spaces that you took from us. Yeah, goddamn right we are. And we'll never give them back. <laughs> Oh man! We always find a way. <laughs> we're, we're men. We're creative. <laughs> yeah, we are. How, how can we? How can we take this back? We can become women. There we go. <laughs> Just wear a dress. <laughs> and what are they going to do about it? They're going to say, "Oh yeah, this is great." And then when it gets too late, they're like, "Well, actually, how about?" I don't want this rapist in this in the toilets next to me. Tough luck. You're a bigot now. <laughs> We got, we got them right where Get they right. Yeah. We got them right where they want them, where where we want yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be great the next few years because they're gonna absolutely lose their minds because it's all their own fault. They brought all of this on themselves with their dumb shit. <laughs> they called us Nazis. Like, oh well, you're a Nazi for not thinking this. And like, okay, okay, I right, am. I right. mm-hmm. okay. Right now, the trans people are here. This is why. <laughs> now you're gonna be a Nazi. 
This is, and there is, that's where the term TERF comes from, trans-exclusionary yeah. radical feminists. It's like, you're a feminist yeah. who's pro-woman, but anti-trans people. Like, that's a whole thing. <laughs> Fuck you, women. <laughs> they eat, they're going to eat their own, their own idea. Their, all their dumb ideas always end up breaking themselves. <laughs> let, this, let this be a lesson to you, women. No, they don't learn anything. They'll keep on doing it. That's why we need to take their right to vote away. That's a hot. That's a hot topic here too. Although there was a guy on. It's not. It's just, just, it's just a statement of fact. <laughs> well, the, this was something that uh, this guy, what Sovereign Bra, I think his name is Chase. He got. He was on Tim Pool recently, but he had become popular after that. Oh, yeah. And I think he was the first person to actually raise that into the public dialogue and say also how uh, how there are plenty of women that that want the that want the Nineteenth Amendment repealed as well. Oh yeah, that dumb bitch, that redheaded libertarian. She's always talking about it. Oh, I don't know who that is. Ah, she's an idiot. She just takes <laughs> selfies and then fucking... And she's a very old woman. She's like 40 years old and she uses a lot of filters. And if you point it out to her, she really screeches. <laughs> like you're... What was you calling like Taylor, Taylor Lorenz? A very old woman? <laughs> she is an extremely old woman. <laughs> what a lunatic that woman is. Again, an astroturfed person. That's where she's from. One of the richest families in the world. Is she really? Yes. She's one. Of, oh, I can't remember, but she has she has the power to um, remove to have um, things. She's had her entire family's history removed from the internet. One one when people found it, really, yeah, the entire thing. They they want they're super billionaires. Her uncle owns or like basically owns Wikipedia or something like that, and uh, owns like owns um, other very influential information sites. She's got. All of her, everything, all her family tree is scrubbed. Everything. Because we found it. And then um, we found it, started releasing it on Twitter. Everybody who released it on Twitter got banned. And then um, yeah, and now she has no family tree. She's just a, just a regular old girl who got her job not through nepotism, of course. Of course, she descended from the heavens perfect. This is, She's just a good girl. This is actually... This is really helping crystallize for me, you know, that, that all of these people that have so much presence online, that take up so much airtime, that are elevated to such status and become the subject of conversation, like they really do need to be scrutinized more highly and taken a lot less seriously. I, but they're all fake, most of them, well, especially the left ones. The left seem to be like strictly government agents. Well, that, yeah, on CNN, like you see what happens to Anderson Cooper or, or Brian Stelter mm. or Don, Don Lamone or all these guys, like they're all falling. And uh, what's the, the, the governor's brother, um, gosh, of New York? Uh, Chris Cuomo. That's it. The, yeah, him. They're all just falling like flies and they just keep, they just keep chugging along. They just keep yeah, somehow. There's no consequences to any of this shit because they're, they're all doing their job. Right. Yeah, they're all pushing the propaganda. And it's like with the right. I'm not too sure. I think Tucker Carlson is a plant. Maybe seems he seems to be sort of like brings up stuff that I don't know. I, I, I don't know about this plant. It's a bit conspiracy theory stuff, but like I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of psyop in. I think most of it is. I think a lot of them are like people like uh, again reference Tim Pool. I don't think he is. I think he's just a fucking idiot who is being psyoped. <laughs> But he is also grifting at the same time. Yeah. I think, he, well, I don't know what he's being saying. I don't think he believes half of the shit he says. 
what I think is, I think the, the game of most influencers is they find the point, uh, they find the spot, the line that they can walk with their audience. So they walk right up to that line, and the line is, has related to what side of the political dialogue they're on, and they know. I don't know if you keep hold of um, keep hold of uh, keep track of Tim Paul, but he's gone. Like, well, if he has a line, he is like he's he's extended it because he yeah. he's got fucking nuts recently. Yes, I have seen that. Like the Eliza Blue thing, really kind of seemed to. His views haven't really. Yeah, I think he got real butt hurt because everybody was like, got real like just started saying you're a fucking weird shill. I don't know because this is not related to Eliza Blue, but maybe his views don't seem to be changing either. So I don't think he's like seen all oh, this gets super mega views. His views seem to be exactly the same, hmm. which but he's gone bananas because I keep track of his channels because he, he's just like material. But like, yeah, well, yeah, and I just like laughing at an idiot. Like Bud, Bud, I don't watch any of his stuff unless it goes viral. <laughs> it's a clip on Twitter. I can't watch half an hour of him screaming into a webcam yeah. about civil war. But like Bud, like trans ad backfires. Bars begin boycott of Anheuser Busch products. Kid Rock slams company. Now that's not that. Now this is that is a stupid because that trans advert did not backfire. That got absolutely hundred percent coverage on the internet for a couple of days. There was. I mean, what did they pay Dylan Mulvaney? Twenty, thirty thousand pounds for that? Little... that? That's that. That's the most. Uh, he wasn't. He wasn't that much. It, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be like, oh, I want a million pounds because he's still. He's at the end. The end of the day, he's just a TikTok star. They don't command loads of money. Maybe. And it's, they don't. It's like they don't earn any money. It's true. Like TikTok, TikTok stars don't earn jack shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's no monetization on there. But um, and that that ba- advert did not backfire. And bars begin boycott of Anheuser Busch products. One bar will have done it to go by, to like get some likes on social media. And then Kid Rock, Kid Rock slams company. Kid Rock got laughed at because he had such a tantrum. He started, he got his AR-15 out and started shooting cans of Bud Light because of the Dylan Mulvaney advert. I saw that. And it's like, I mean, it wasn't funny. And it was just sort of like, oh, this fucking idiot's having a tantrum. It's like, I mean, if you were funny, I'd probably be on your side because I don't really give a shit either way. But like, it was like, <laughs> is he going to cry now? Mm. <laughs> it's like, it was pathetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I... I, uh... I don't think any of that is true, but he's going with... All, he's so... He's outrage baiting constantly. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing that I watched happen to a lot of these commentators, particularly Tim Pool. Like, you know, during during the, the run-up to, I think it was the 2020 election... It was, it was, oh, that was great. Oh, yeah. We were watching that and, and Tim Pool, like I was trying to figure out what the influencer game was. It's like, it looked like a lot of these political commentators, they found the line that they could walk and they would walk back and forth across that line, the limits of their acceptable dialogue. And mm. uh, it's a little bit like, what's the limit of, of, like, Mike Cernovich is really good at this. Like, he pisses off one group of people one day and then the other group of people the other day and he goes back and forth and it's a... it's a. I can't figure him out at all. Well, that's the thing is I don't... I, don't, I think I think a lot of guys who get into that position, I don't know about him personally, but, you know, they don't really have principles anymore that they're ab- no, advocating for. I don't for. think he ever did. Right, exactly. Because he, again, he was a Jack Murphy-style guy who did the, um, the exact same grift as him but didn't really work the alpha male thing, like... Oh yeah, look at me, boys! <laughs> like, uh, like the with the blog. Apart from Mike Zenovich wrote about sucking trans people's dicks. Yeah, that was a little. That was reading. That was a little odd. Like, 
I don't, I don't a while crying. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> well, like the Jack, like the Jack Murphy thing is a really good example. Like once the after I, I went into the liminal order, and then I got kicked out, and then I found out about the about the the wife swapping cucking thing later. Right. I was like, oh, oh that I... came out that came out way, way later. And so I was like, oh, I'm really glad I'm not in that organization anymore. And but then but then this was this was still in early 2020 when I found out about that, maybe early 2021. But then you fast hmm. forward two years later, and then he blows up on the blaze after going on after going on Tim Pool. And that was like when that actually happened, when someone confronted Sidney Watson in the chat about that, I was like, Oh, this should be interesting that someone's actually gonna bring this up. And then everything melted down from there. And then of course, all the things kind of came out and it got way, way worse and, and melted down like China syndrome all the way through the earth. And so, but he, I mean, yeah, it was great. dude's still, dude's still around, which is like, I don't, I don't know how you do that, but. Yeah, not with great success. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's blocked me on social media. Of course. He, all social media. He had blocked me for a while as well. He, he recently unblocked me, which I was surprised by. Yeah, he unblocked me and then he blocked me again. <laughs> But the, yeah, these influencers, yeah, that's there's there's an interesting component to that game where it's like you have to begin to wonder, what do these people actually believe, or do they do they believe whatever is necessary to believe they in order to keep money? Exactly, exactly. And in the meantime, you know, the actual things going on with inflation and you know supply chain collapse and all these really significant aspects of our lives, we're distracted from all of them by these people that are performing on social media for money. And that's just a facet of our of our world right now. Now I see it very clearly. Well, there's like this is a grift that you see. Like this is an extreme grift. I don't know how much you're in. Have you ever looked on the other? There's like uh, what's his name, Gary V and um, Grant Cardone and people like that. Have you ever heard of them? I have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're they're equal grifters, but this is the same kind of grift where it's like like. Like really hypnotize an audience and sell them information products, which are just absolute fucking nonsense that you could just Google and find the entire all, all the information from. But like they're the same type of like it's the same type of grift, except that this the, the Jack like this is outrage. But they're peddling, they're peddling. Oh, you can be an expert in business, mm-hmm. and like I'll teach you how to sell Amazon products. And you're like, but Tim Pool is rambling on going saying he's an expert in business. He's like, I'm an expert in outrage and I'm going to teach you how to survive a civil war. It's the same kind of grift. It's like hypnotizing hypnotizing people into going, no, you don't need to go anywhere else. Yes. I'll tell you how to fix the problem, yes. even though I won't ever tell you how to fix the problem, but you need to super chat me, whereas Grant Cardone will go, I'll tell you how to 10x all your money. Give me 2,000 pounds for my course though and I won't actually tell you anything. I'll just ask for you to buy buy another course, which will definitely tell you. Mm-hmm. It's just, it keeps it all in a loop. It's the same type of thing. But it's like the internet is full of all of this stuff. The hustle grift. Yeah, it's all a weird hustle. No, I mean, that's that's like a whole thing, like hustle and grind set. Like the guys who are like, if you're, you know, if your circle of friends at age 25 isn't talking, isn't, you know, earning millions of dollars or isn't talking about this, then you need to get a new circle of friends and you need to wake up at six o'clock in the morning yeah. and take an ice bath. And, you know, like it's, it's a whole, it's a whole mindset. They call it grind set kind of thing. And it's, and that's a grift that takes a lot of people. It's really, really profitable. In fact, I was talking to somebody 
I was talking to someone the other day, I don't remember what the circumstances were, and they were saying about some major influencer um, was would have conf- a conference. And in the room at the conference, there was a whole status thing regarding like they would sell their course and the first person to stand up and go invest $5,000 in the course at this conference would have all this status. And so the desire yeah, for yeah. status, like what an incredible... Like you're, you're so, being socially shamed to go spend thousands of dollars on something like well, it's nerds, isn't it? They've got no friends. <laughs> that's what that's what they're preying on is the, the people with no no friends. Yeah, because in uh, somebody a real person would go, that's fucking stupid. I'm not giving anybody five thousand dollars for them to pat me on the back. Right. Fuck that. And I, but a nerd who's like doesn't really know anything about anything, but he's also poor, but has five thousand dollars. That's another thing. You know, they're, they're, they are, these are, I mean, they may have large chunks of money, but they're still poor. Well, they are after they buy the courses. Right, exactly. But, but yeah, that's, a, that's an even weird. It's not, not as funny. It's not as funny side of the internet as these, these ones. But it's definitely like John Peterson is actually like coming to the, he's sort of like in between because he's the one selling books about how to clean your penis and whatnot. <laughs> so he's kind of selling a course. And he also did his tour about like being a man. Yeah. So it's kind of like Grant Cardone. He's sort of like, he's transcending the barriers. Yeah, I mean. But the internet is absolutely full of all of this shit mm-hmm. because people will believe anything you tell them if they're fucking dumb enough. Well, there's a, there's a book called The Sovereign Individual, which is all about how to make money essentially online. And so I think that pro- that mindset is sort of pervading a lot of this. Like, well, how do you make money through the internet? Through attention. How do you get attention through the internet? Be controversial. How do you be controversial? Like, you set up an outrage kind of cycle, and then you monetize it. So I mean, they're just kind of they're just kind of farming. But I guess it's gone so it's gone so widespread, and it's become it becomes very dehumanizing as as mm. as people start. You know, it's, it's it's an audience. It's not a bunch of people. It's an audience, and it's it's a it's a market, you know, versus versus something that actually do, does something real for people. It, it gives it gives them. Here's what it is: it's that you give the people the feeling of connection or um, of something mm. meaningful, ver- which that you're helping a cause. Yeah, exactly. You're participating in something larger than yourself, mm. right? And you give people that feeling of being part of some of sort of online kind of movement, and you. But it's completely di- dissected. Um, divorced from reality. It's not actually, you go out and you walk around in the sunshine and this movement becomes, it evaporates totally versus if you, if you, if you're plugged in, then you're part of it. It's like with the trans movement and stuff like that, because I keep on hopping on about it, but that's all these people will talk about at the moment. Yeah. They constantly will not shut up about it. Like you walk around and it's like, yeah, there's some reference to like, if you go to a corporate office, they will say about trans inclusion and stuff like that. But that's only because they have to. It's like they have to sort of like update. It. It's like just uh, it's their trans don't bully them. But nobody was going to bully them anyway. It's like because people don't actually do that when they're adults. You know what I mean? It's like it's like, and it's uh, it's not really the reality. It's like Tim Pool's reality that he's explaining to you. It's like it's like they're not ta- it's not taking over the world. There's still only like fucking point zero 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 one percent of them. It's like you you'll most likely never meet one. Right. Yeah, no, that's true. Like you, you well, mistake. If you don't go outside, then like you, you don't know that. Yeah, I mean, it, you can see that there are all these people 
online that are crying out all this outrage, like the you've positioned the camera and a crowd of angry people, and the crowd of angry people looks like it's thousands, but when you actually pull back, CNN does this all the time. Yeah, you know? it's twenty. It's like twenty people. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And maybe that, that that's that's a component of reality. It's like these people seem influencers seem like a really big deal, but they're completely astroturfed. And there's maybe a, of millions of followers, maybe there's only a couple thousand mm. or ten tens or twenty thousand that are actually real people. But a million across the world is fucking nothing. That's true. But I mean, it's it's enough to make a living off of. Of course it is. Yeah. But also, if I walked down the street and said, hi, do you know who Tim Pool is? I guarantee you 100% of people would say no. That's true. Oh, yeah. No, I did. Um, I did a, when I started uh, the Renaissance of Men, I did a survey about uh, maybe 20 or 30 different male influencers to see if a random sampling of 100 men, I think it was 100 men, maybe it was 100 men and 100 women had heard of them. And I was surprised that um, only like, like it, it, it's a very high number, but it's not as high as I would have thought. Like only like 88 or 90% of people had heard of Joe Rogan. Now that's, that's a ton of people. Like if you survey a hundred people mm. and 90 people have heard of him, that's a pretty big deal, right? Like congratulations. Yeah, yeah. But that still meant that there are 10 people out there. They're just like Joe Rogan. They're like, yeah, I don't know who that is. Right. And it's a, yeah. someone who's the biggest deal in the world, the biggest but, media property in the world. People still don't know who they are. But most and I guarantee you, most people will know that through, know him through UFC. Oh, I didn't ask how they had heard of him. Yeah. No, but I would imagine they would know him because he's a, still the ring announcer for that. That's true. Not the ring announcer, he's still the interview guy. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine they would know him through that because mm-hmm. that's really huge now. And I can, like, but I mean, I, I, do you know anybody who listens to Joe Rogan's podcast? I mean, I know he has the biggest podcast in the world ever, but I've never listened to it. No, I've listened. To, I've only watched a couple episodes, like one Jordan Peterson one from 2017. Yeah, I watched a John. Yeah, years ago, I watched a Jordan Peterson one. And, and then the Kanye West one. I watched that one. That's it. Oh, I never. I didn't even know he was on. Yeah, he was on. It was sometime during 2020. He had Kanye West on. Oh, okay. See, I, sometimes I listen to like I've, I've seen clips of him. Sometimes, sometimes funny things happen on the show. But he does like four podcasts a day. And something like that yeah four three-hour podcasts a day i don't know how he does it like but like um i've never listened to anything i don't know anybody who listens to it because it's fucking boring it's like the most boring night all of it's dull i guess it depends on the it depends on the guest whether it makes headlines i think at, the, at this point is the is the question well yeah but that, that, i don't know I, I i don't know anyone who listens to it well that's true. I mean, if if people like it, then that's fine. I'm, I'm sure they do because Spotify gave them a hundred million dollars. But I just don't. I don't think these things are as widespread as people think. Yes, yes, and that's one more reason not to take them seriously. It's that it seems like the biggest mm. deal because everyone you know is talking, or everyone we know, I guess let's say, is talking about it, or we hear people talking mm. about it. But it's like, is there any there there, right? And will you remember yeah. it in forty eight hours? Yeah, exactly. Well, I spent a large part of 2022 bullying Keffels. <laughs> and it's like, I guarantee you, no, I could I could ask a thousand people. Um, I could ask 10,000 people where I live and not one person would know who Keffels is. True. True. But it was it was a large part of my online life for a while because it was hilarious. <laughs> it was but, fun. And Joe Biden. It was great. And Joe Biden, yes. Well, Who's, maybe everybody knows who he is. Oh, at this point, I, I think you'd be blessed if you don't know who he is. Joe Biden? Who's that? Nice. 
He's so funny. I mean, it's like the whole country laughs at him here. I know. So it's so weird to see that man, a man that age as president. He's just not, there's, he's not home. There's no one home. Like you can't look at this and be like, yes, that is a no, strong, he's confident. constantly baffled looking. Yes. Baffled, mumbling. I mean, even when he was running for president, I think, or even before the- He didn't the, do any campaigning. Well, well, he did the Truman Amster pressure, didn't he? Like, well, like, I don't know how to say it, but he did that thing when- True demands to the pressure. It's like, yeah. what the fuck? Didn't, what the <laughs> fuck is that? Well, and he said, he, remember he said, I got I got hairy legs. And the uh, yeah. <laughs> corn pops a bad dude. It's like, what? That was great. That fucking story was great. It was, oh, he had a chain. I had to fight him. <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> everyone's just like, yeah, well, that, this is fine. It's like that that, yeah, it's that cartoon. It's Biden. <laughs> this is, but like this is the baffling thing. I and I actually have to go in a minute. But this is the baffling thing: is how people is how people can look at this and and say like, oh yeah, no, this is this is fine. Like the boomers in particular. Like we talked about that. Like who knows yeah. if elections are real? Like, but let's just let's just go with it. That you know, it's the, yeah, yeah, right, right yeah. exactly. So like, but people would look at that, and I've actually heard people look at that, look at that, and say. Yeah, no, this is fine. It's no big deal. Like they wave it off. I don't. I don't understand it for a second. I, I like how they're not deeply troubled. People by don't want to. People don't want to admit. Yeah, to something being wrong. Yeah, that's that's a lot. What it is. People. People have a defense mechanism where it's like, hold on, this fucking. I think a lot of COVID was like that as well. Where people will not. They will not admit they were wrong. Yeah. Even if everybody just starts dying from the vaccine, they will never admit they were wrong. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I don't think that's going to happen. Like, I mean, it'd be funny if it did, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> it'd be funny if it did. <laughs> it would. Fuck them. <laughs> I, I mean, I, my 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 actual wish would be all the vaccinated, <laughs> just like developing terrible problems. <laughs> I don't care. If they're to blame. They're hundred percent to blame for me losing my business. So fuck them. I wanted to suffer. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make this into make this into a clip. <laughs> Fair <enough. laughs> but I do like. I mean, it would be the most, the most karmic revenge ever. True. And like, ah, oh, well, he lost me bankrupt in my businesses. Thank you. But now you're disabled now. <laughs> Dear, so when you when you turn off uh, when you turn off the, the the creation when you turn off the video and you go to hang out with the, you go to hang out with your buddies do you get do these do they get uh, this side these sides of you also or is this reserved for your uh, for your uh, online online activities? Oh, most everybody uh, no, I most people I know I, I don't know whether this is, everybody knew that COVID was fake and like like one of the main things is like. Like if you say uh, I'm not I'm not vaccinated I'm straight, like, <laughs> that's one of the main things that you say down the pub with my my crowd. <laughs> and it's like because obviously I'm, I am a straight I'm not gay, so I would never get vaccinated. But <laughs> awesome. But these like like I, I don't know. It's just uh, I I tend to I don't know what's happened. It's like because I seem to hang around with people who sort of think like me. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, you have some disagreements, but nobody gives a fuck about politics. Everybody thinks everybody is an idiot when that, when it comes to that sort of stuff. Nobody talks about stuff like that. Talk about sport and whatnot, but like 
everybody saw every, everyone, a hundred percent of all people I know, even in passing, uh, think COVID was a joke. I've never really met anybody who was really scared of it, apart from like boomers, like my dad. But like, he wasn't that scared of it. He used to ring me all the time and tell talk to me about it. But when I saw him, he didn't give a fuck about it. So he's kind of a hypocrite mm-hmm. in that way. When he's like, oh no, we've got to lock, the, lock it down. And then he's like, walk around with us. Like, why aren't you wearing a mask then? Oh, why would I do that? And you're like, oh, well, you don't give a shit about COVID, do you? You just want my business to go bankrupt, don't you, you little shit? Mm-hmm. And, he's like, and he's like, no, it's not like that. And it's like, well, you should be wearing a mask. I mean, I'm not because I don't think COVID's real. But like, you should be because you're the one who's all for like, my business being closed. And they're all the boomers were fucking hypocrites. They were like, oh, well, I'm scared of COVID now. But now, now when, when I want to go do something, I'm not scared of it. I don't care. And it's like everybody was a hypocrite about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, no. I, I'm, t- I'm the same. I probably I don't have the outlandish views about um, trans people. Because most people find talking about trans people gross anyway. Yeah. So I never talk about that in reality because it's fucking gross. Mm. Do your, do your friends watch your videos? No, nobody knows anything about my videos in real life. Oh wow! So you, like a little, uh, little. Uh, yeah, I just don't. I don't. Nobody knows any. Nobody is. I never told anybody about anything I do online. It's like I've never, I've never thought that was a good idea. Telling them? I don't. Yeah. Well, I I've never had a Facebook profile that had that like um that had um, uh, people I know. It's like, I don't consider the internet to be anything to be interacting with people I know. I don't think you should be doing that. Got it. I have, I've always thought the internet should be completely separate from your real life. That's probably really smart. Probably very healthy. Yeah, because I can do exactly what I want. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I, I, I can't go as extreme. Like, like, like obviously, we, you know, like me and the boys talk about women being completely retarded because they are. And we've all got girlfriends and wives. So obviously we can regale it stories about how dumb they are. But I can't go as far as I do online. Sure. Like saying they shouldn't be allowed to vote. Because I, don't, I mean, they might disagree with me a bit there, but I'm correct. So. <laughs> like, Objectively, we, we all know that you're correct. Yes, everybody does. And everybody would admit it as well if they didn't, weren't thinking of their wives in the back of their head. <laughs> They would probably know that their wives, most of all, don't need to vote. They don't need to vote. They don't even know what they're voting for. <laughs> they don't. They're fucking dumb. <laughs> like, there's no chance. Like, imagine how good the world be, would be if we, if like my country hadn't had, what was it, suff- suffrage? Yeah, su- yeah, suffrage or suffrage or whatever the word was. And you, you. For some reason, you bamboozled yourself and wrote the 19th Amendment. Like, what the fuck were you doing there? <laughs> like, you didn't even have to do that. We were just following after England. Well, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> I, as an American, I accept your apology. Good, good, good. But, but still, <laughs> there, mo- there will be a t- I reckon there may well be a time when we do take the v- voting rights off women. Or maybe. Because we can if things get bad enough. Well, we, we can. We can just do it. We can just go, well, no, you can't vote. And they go, oh, well, we can. He's like, what are you going to do about it? Fight me. <laughs> like, like, that's, when they send, that's when they send in the trans men. No, the trans men will be on our side. Are you sure? 
Yes. Because <laughs> they're men at the end of the day. <laughs> and we just go, look at those turfs over there. They're bigots. No, because we're, we're, we will be fully trans, like, allies. Like, I am now. I am a trans ally. Like, and, like, we will be the trans allies that they need. And they'll be like, look at these turf bigots over there. And it's like, you, we, we need to take their voting rights off them, Dylan Mulvaney. You go beat them up. And he'll just go wander around and right hook them. Because he may still be a little weird twink, but he could still beat any woman. <laughs> Actually, you're kind of right about that. Yeah. All right. Well, it sounds, it sounds like it sounds like we've got a plan for repe- repealing the 19th Amendment. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, we'll put, I'll, I'll make a video about it. <laughs> Let's see how long that lasts on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just set a timer. Yeah, I have said that a few times on that. You can get away with saying that on YouTube, even with the sneaky AI. As long as you say it with a straight enough face. Yeah, I imagine. I imagine. Yeah, because I found out the the AI is really like one of the things when I when I'm making Leah Thomas videos is like the AI will monetize you immediately if you just keep on saying how cool trans people are while absolutely ripping them. Like like with my first Leah Thomas, I was just mocking her for having a penis, but I was doing it in a sarcastic way where I think the AI thought I was being serious and was really. And was a trans ally because it because normally you have to wait like a minute for it to figure out whether it's going to monetize you, but like it monetized me within ten seconds. And really, it's probably the worst video worst video I've ever made because it's like the most offensive video I've ever made. Like if you listen to it properly, <laughs> like because it's just yeah, I wouldn't make that video again because it was too mean. <laughs> like, like it was just absolutely ripping on trans people, like in a real mean way. <laughs> kind of didn't like the way I did it actually, but it, uh, the AI monetized me immediately, and so oh. I was like a real trans ally. That's very interesting because I can't get YouTube to monetize my channel, and um, you know, that's that's one of the things that it kind of baffles me that you know I've well-produced content that looks nice. All my top videos, you know, they're all interviews with women. I don't talk about political issues directly very much. And I, I have been denied monetization twice, which I think is pretty weird. But then, really? yeah, I, I, I don't know, maybe for some technical reason, but it's, it's something that I've been trying to, fi- trying to figure out for sure. Yeah, but do you have a lot of like men, like, like, I, like um, I know why, because they don't like... Um, they like anything about men. They went on a real weird thing, you know, like, because your podcast is all about men and, like, masculinity and stuff like that. Like, well, maybe not all about that, but, like, sort of a about A lot of that. it. But, yeah, yeah. But all and my like, top... You put that in the titles. Well, the Renaissance of Men. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. The... They, they, they went on a real weird, like, bender of, like, demonetizing all of those types of channels. Huh. I mean, I like you. I don't know whether you'd like. I don't know what you talk about in the other videos. But if you give the impression that you're kind of like in the manosphere, they won't monetize you because they de- they just went full pelt and demonetized almost all of them. Huh. Like all they demonetized all all the big ones. Like it was like over a course of a weekend, and they never gave a reason for it. Interesting, because they didn't do anything. It was like they were just like sort of like trying to. They were just trying to be helpful type things. It's like it's not really content I listen to, so I don't I don't know what they were doing. But I know that they weren't saying anything racist. They weren't saying anything as stupid as I say. 
And he said they were just saying like how to help yourself and stuff like that is what I gather most of these podcasts are about. But I know they just said went, no, that whole that whole sphere of YouTube is just fucked. And they just nuked them, nuked them all over a course of a weekend. Hmm. Yeah, because I I just assumed that that was why. But I mean, all my all my top episodes, like three of five of them, that's changed recently. But they were all interviewing women. Like that. That's the crazy thing is that I have this podcast about. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they. I don't think they view videos. I think they look at um, uh, title video titles. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't go too crazy with that. But anyway, there are still guys that are much, much, much worse than me that are monetized. But, mm. but I guess. I'll... But I'm monetized now and I'm a lot worse than you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because I'm surprised they, they accepted me again. But I, I did this sneaky thing where I, I, I made a. Because I was like, oh, I know my monetization is coming, coming up. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a video about. Like, because I've, I've always hated Tim Pool. And I was like, I'm going to make it, as soon as I get an opportunity, I'm going to make a video like really ripping on Tim Pool. So I made a video about Tim Pool, about Eliza Blue, which, and then I made a video about Jordan Peterson, which I think made everybody make the size at YouTube happy because the two people they hate the most, but they don't really hate Tim Pool because he's their little cash cow. But leftists fucking hate Jordan Peterson. They do. So I made a video hating on, on him, and I think that I think that really gave me like the spur to get me monetized again. I'm pretty certain that video did that. That makes sense because I was wondering how you got how you would get reinstated, but I guess how you if you uh, if you go after some of their favorite some of the favorite targets of your assigned agent, maybe they'll be your friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm certain they did. I'm certain that because there's no way they would otherwise. If you look through all my other videos that I've made. I've made something about like I mean it's like one of my my seventh last video is um about um Canada um allowing uh, allowing suicide and how that's weird <laughs> and it's like I mean every leftist loves like people killing themselves so like that that wouldn't be and then I made a, a video about that Senator Scott Weiner you know the guy who made AIDS legal in California and uh-huh. um, made him made a video about him laughing at him. And then I made a video, these videos about the targeting the right wing things, like the some of my most recent ones. I'm pretty certain they just looked at the, those those ones and went, "Oh yeah, he, he's he's ragged on Jordan Peterson." Okay, fair enough. And then just ignored the rest of the cal- catalog. Hmm. I'm sure they did because it took 15 minutes for them to remonetize my channel. All right. Well, maybe I'll try again. Maybe maybe I'll make yeah, a video. Just to, yeah, just yeah, could do it. Just make a video tearing down Tim Pool. And uh, yeah. let's see what happens. Yeah, do a video about Matt Walsh. Now he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> Any other? And then I'd be like, oh, yeah, because they, re- they really hate him now. Okay. He's taking it because John Peterson just won't stop crying. So he's like, I think he's becoming a little bit of a bitch. <laughs> so now <laughs> Matt Walsh is the new target. Well, he's just, he's an asshole, though. <laughs> he's actually, I, I, I mean, he may make sense, but he's, he's an absolute, I fucking hate him. <laughs> And he's like, I sometimes agree with some of the stuff he says, but it's like, but it's, I, I just don't understand why he is, um, why he is the way he is. Cause he's like, there's no need to call these trans people. It's like, oh, well, I just called him a man because he's a man. And you're like, well, yeah. And he's like, I don't know why you would do that. Just to sort of like, oh, look at this. 
I just called this guy, this mentally ill guy, a man, just to make him cry. He's like, well, I like online bullying as much as the rest, but I don't really do that in real life, buddy. It's like, that's a bit fucking weird. Oh, I see. I think, I mean, go ahead. That's what he's doing. He's going on a tour, colleges, and then he's making trans people ask him questions. And then he's like posting clips of him going, but this trans person said something about being a something about her. And then like, and then he was like, well, you're a man. And I can totally see that you look like a man. And you're like, well, everyone fucking can. It's like, I don't think you'd help me anything. I think this is, I think this is part of it. I think part of it is like the guy, you pick the guy who says all the things in the political arena that you've always wanted to say, like sports. Like we started out the conversation talking about how in America politics is like religion. And I think a Mm. component of that is like the reason why people support Trump, for example, is that he's like owning the libs or whatever. Right. So it's like, Trump says all the things that all the people who don't. Making fun of fat women. Yeah, exactly. That's why I support them. <laughs> so it's like all of these guys are on the stage to say the things that so many others wish that they could say and they can't. So if you see your guy saying the thing that you wish you could say to the person, then it's like, that's my guy. And I'm going to follow them like, a, like an athlete or like a, like a sports team. Yeah. Right? I think that's probably. Why would you want to do that though? Because it's just like, like that's what I don't get because he's. He's done that. That's one of his latest uh, Twitter video clips where he just goes, well, I just called him a man because he looks like a man. And like, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. And it's like, I don't care whether he looks like a man. It's like, I, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm all for online bullying. And like, if somebody loses their mind online, I don't care because it's not real. And if you think it's real, then that's your fucking problem. I don't care about that. But like, I'm not going to walk up to somebody and then just go, you're a man. I you trans you trans man you're you look like a man. Mm-hmm. How are you doing, Steve? And you're like, why would you do that? That's 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 weird. I find that bizarre because they weren't being particularly unpleasant to him. They just asked him a question, and it's like there's there's no need. You look like the idiot. Like to your supporters, you look good. Maybe I don't know because I I don't think you would would look that good. But to the rest of the world, you look like a piece of shit. <laughs> so even people who are bigoted against trans people will think you look like a piece of shit. That was that was one of the things that when he did a Matt Walsh did a recent video, and I think there was a lot of debate debate about whether he was being mean or nice or not. Like is is, is Matt Walsh being too harsh? And there was a lot of discussion. Of, yeah. You know, but then he was like, oh, I'm the queen of mean. Well, he didn't say that, but that's what he is. He's like, oh, I'm the queen of mean. And you're like, well, why? What's the point? Right. Because online is different to real life. I wouldn't really want to go out of my way to make anybody cry. That's a good point. That's like, we would be willing. That, I don't quite understand. We're willing to say things online to each other that we'd never say in person. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Because none of it's real yeah exactly exactly like none of it how are you supposed to know how are you supposed to like we we take it we take the simulated reality you know for better or worse we take it seriously well that's exactly what it is yeah it is simulated reality yes i don't know yeah do a video about matt walsh (laughs) that'll get me monetized and ask for well yeah and ask for monetization immediately afterwards (laughs) because you will get it because they fucking hate that guy and to be honest, I agree with him. I hate that guy. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I, unfortunately, I have to go. 
but uh, I have an appointment to get to. But um, this is this has been great. I, I didn't expect that we would go so far and cover all the topics that um, that we have. But this has been this has been a lot of fun. So thank you, James. Yeah, I re- no, it really has. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So where would you like to send people to find out more about you and what you do? Uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's um, at Cool Hand James. We've got ats now, haven't we? We've got like like Twitter on YouTube because they gave us our handles, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, it's at Cool Hand James. Excellent. And that will go straight to my channel. And at Cool Hand James Zero on Twitter if you want to see me. Um, uh, I don't know, bullying people. <laughs> you can see. Cool hand James Zero. You, you can, I can see you uh, in, in your the photo of you in your uh, in your admiral's outfit with your yeah. pronouns. Yeah, that is me. <laughs> it looks just like it's literally me. We're just different in the UK. <laughs> just built different. Yeah, follow me, but don't be bigoted. <laughs> I'm different. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, mate. It's been fun. Yep. episode of the Renaissance of Men podcast. Visit us on the web at renofmen.com or on your favorite social media platform at Ren of Men. This is the Renaissance of Men. You are the Renaissance.